Hello everyone, welcome to the Joking Dolphin Gaming Pod. I'm Mark and as always I'm joined by Matthew. Morning. And Nathan. Happy Buddy Day everyone. Yes, it's Buddy Day indeed. Look, egg. I mean. All prepared, people, people, love it. Yeah. People on the podcast won't not have any idea what I'm pointing at, but you know, that's that's for them to He pointed guess. at a golden <laughs> egg. Well, there's no guesswork anymore, I've just told everybody. Yeah, well, uh. <laughs> I've got my, enchant- my enchanted eggs. Mm. Why are they enchanted? What's the all I can tell is that they're basically mini eggs with no shell painted gold. I think that's what they are. Sounds enchanted enough to me. Yeah. Fair enough. You had any eggs yet? I started gorging. No, I'm not eating any yet. Yeah. Oh, but you. I've, I've had three eggs so far. Not very good to say I'm diabetic. Three. But, you know, three. What, just today? No, yesterday. Oh. Well, I'd. I've had four, I think, now, actually. <laughs> I'd, I'd one on Friday, three yesterday. Yeah, that's four. Yeah. So and I've got another one today. Right, moving on. Boy. Okay, shall we kick on with the news, then? Let's do it. Who wants Go to start on. us off? Someone give me something. Well, I want to tell you some concerning news, personally, oh, yeah. for me. Go on. So, um, Sony's confirmed that it's going to be closing the PS3, PSP, and Vita digital stores um, this summer. Mm. Um, now, this kind of falls into one of the reasons why I like to get physical games, because they can never take them away from me. Um, so basically, what uh, what Sony have come out and said is that the PS3 store is going to be closing on the 2nd of July, um, and, and the PSP um, as well, both on those dates. And the Vita is going to be closing on the 27th of August. Um, so if anyone's bought any games on those platforms, digital only, I suggest that you get them downloaded and quick. Now, for me, this just strengthens my argument about buying physical games um, because I feel that if you buy something, you should always be able to have access to it because you've spent that money. But, yeah, I don't know what your guys' thoughts are on this, but I just think it's it's crap. Well, I'm more advocate for physical like you, Nathan. But I've sort of embraced sort of because that's just the way the world is going at the moment. Or if I'm like really desperate to get a game, because <laughs> it'll take ages just to get it delivered. But I'm like you, I want physical. But I know you you embrace it a bit more, don't you, Matt? Uh, digital age. Yeah. Well, a, a big reason of why I embrace it is the whole being able to uh, still share kind of account game. So um, I did it. You know, I think before doing that, I was quite very much kind of you guys i'm like i want uh, i want the physical stuff but being able to share games with another account um especially like with my brother has kind of opened me up to like the digital digital argument i suppose um but i mean this news is uh it just kind of gives another i suppose strong point for microsoft doesn't it embracing the whole backwards compatibility going through the whole you know, be able to play your Xbox One, your Xbox 360, your original Xbox games, and your Xbox Series X. Be able to keep that um, legacy going. I don't know why Sony doesn't embrace that kind of idea. Like, I would love to have original PlayStation 1 games on my PS5. Be able to go back to, like, old classics and stuff. But I don't know. I, I don't know what it is with Sony and looking backwards and kind of keeping legacy intact and stuff it's a bit weird yeah i think they've tried to do it somewhat with ps now 
but it's just not on the extent of the way that Game Pass works or the way that Xbox has taken that on of being yeah. able to play your original Xbox games right through to your present day games that get released. Now, mm. I think in them doing that, it's got it does have something to do with them not releasing too many games for the Series X, so they need to have that like back library in order to keep you interested in buying that console. Mm. But I do think it's a really good thing that they've done. Yeah. And one that I do want to one thing that I do want to see them continue doing. So just further on this, there's going to be over 2,000 digital-only games that are going to be gone once this comes through. So, I mean, I don't know if in this, is there going to be some backlash and is Sony going to actually do something about it to give mm-hmm. us access to these games somehow? Is Are they going to potentially put these into PS Now and make it a real contender to the Game Pass, which is what I think they should do? Because um, yeah. the, the PlayStation Now service, it's more of a, oh, we've got this as well, not this is the thing, like what Xbox are doing. Everything's Game Pass. I struggled to get just an Xbox Live Gold membership because everything was just Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass. And I think that's the way that Sony should really do it. They should kind of roll it into the PS Plus and charge you a little bit more. Because if I was charging an extra 20 quid a year, maybe, I'd probably give it a go. Mm. If they made the offer a bit better. I don't know about 20 quid more. It's already like, what, 50? Is it 50 a year for? Yes, I'm a lot. I've seen, I've seen deals where you can pick it up for, well, where you can pick PS Now up for about £30. But they need, uh, they should do what, I think, what, like you said, they need to do what Microsoft do and, like, integrate it into their system. Like, we, we saw um, last year the, the backlash that Microsoft got about thinking of putting up the of the prices of, you know, Xbox Live Gold and Ultimate. And thankfully, they did a U-turn. But I, I just don't know why... Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's a bit of a strange one. Like, even even Nintendo, through the, you know, the Nintendo Switch Online, you've got access to some of the old Nintendo and Super Nintendo games, and I'm sure down the line we can see N64 and GameCube coming, so... It's, it just baffles me. I, Sony, Sony for the most part, last generation did so well in kind of bringing people to their platform and how good they were with you know their messaging and that while Xbox was screwing up. But like as we kind of come towards the end of that cycle, coming into this one, it's like they've done like a a, a role reversal. Like suddenly Xbox is like the good guys now, <laughs> and Sony just seemed to be the greedy company that just want your money and destroys their whole legacy with it but i mean I, I hope they do do something with the ps uh ps now like you're saying like hopefully it's just they're taking that that you know the, the digital fronts down because they're actually putting it into ps plus uh ps plus or ps now and it all will be good again but uh just a strange decision yeah i mean i can understand the need for going forward um and like taking these things down eventually but it does because there's nowhere else to get these games or to re-download them if you paid for them that's the thing that just doesn't sit well with me yeah because in the past like i've done i've bought games on like the wii store and the wii u store um that i won't be able to access um and it's just having to buy them games again which is just a bit rubbish Mm. i've also heard that developers weren't even warned about this 
Were they not? No. Yeah, there's there was one developer who was currently developing the game for the Vita and didn't know about it until this news came out, and now he's like, well, I've got to stop development because the Vita is going to be nothing. <laughs> yeah. But there was there was one developer who actually purchased a Vita development kit from Sony just last month. Oh no! And then this has happened. Oh. Surely they must Sony Ouch. must have known by that point yeah. they making this decision. Yeah, you've got so to that, think. So that's a bit get a refund. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. But it's you know it's the future marching on, isn't it? It, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, these got to close at some point, haven't they? Yeah, but it's just yeah, just rubbish. I don't like it. It is. I, 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 I'm still with you in terms of the whole physical thing. You know, it wouldn't be an issue if we were still. But I mean, let's to be perfectly honest. I never bought. Don't think I really bought anything digitally on PS3. So it don't really affect me that much. But I'm because mm. that was the sort of the beginning, really, of the whole purchasing digitally thing, wasn't it? Really. Mm. But so I guess a lot of people might have done. But it's going to be sad for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, I've got, well, just thinking about it now, I've got the original Crash Bandicoot games, um, the original Spyro trilogy, and a few other things that I've got on there, like Minecraft, funnily enough. So mm. I'll make sure to get them downloaded. And all the PS Plus Vita games that I um, that I got. So I'll need to just make sure I've got all them downloaded onto a memory card somewhere, just so I can access them. I think it certainly seems to have this thing where they've actually released the older games, but just like as new. It's so like you can get the PS2 uh, GTA trilogy. Mm. You can buy them on PS4. You can buy mm. them on PS3. But you have to buy them all separately. There's no like service yeah. like Game Pass or anything like that. So, yeah. Perhaps someone should look into that. Mm. Perhaps so. It's like, I don't even really know what PS Now is, really. I've never paid any attention to it. That's the thing. Because it just doesn't um, look so interesting. Yeah. It's similar to Game Pass. You know, there's, there's a selection of PS4... PS3, um, I think there's even like some PS2 games. Yeah, I think it was. It came out when all this streaming got quite big, you know, with like Stadia. Well, before Stadia. And this was kind of like their, their offering. I like, how, I like how you say streaming got big with the Stadia. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, like with all these companies coming out, like trying to do the streaming services like Amazon yeah, and Google. And yeah, yeah. That's, that was where I was going. Not, not that the Stadia's big. It's dead. But, um, yeah, yeah, I just think it's that's their streaming offering with these bunch of games that you can get and stream via their servers. Yeah. Shall we move on to some other bad news? Yay. We'll get the bad news out of the way first. Happy Easter, everyone. On yeah. <laughs> uh, loot boxes. We have to return to the story of loot boxes. So new research has suggested that loot boxes are linked to problem in gambling. I mean, to be honest, we probably already knew that. Yeah. Well, this is a BBC report. It says the link between gaming loot boxes and problem gambling has been robustly verified, according to a new report. The report, carried out by researchers at the Universities of Plymouth and Wolverhampton, found that loot boxes are structurally and psychologically akin to gambling. It also found that large numbers of children are opening loot boxes. The UK government is already considering whether gambling laws should cover such loot boxes. Uh, the new research, commissioned by the Gamble Aware charity, compiles existing research to examine the strength of links between the in-game random prizes and the gambling behaviour. It found, of the 93% of children who play video games, up to 40% opened loot boxes. That's quite a large margin. Mm. About 5% of gamers generate half the entire revenue from the boxes. Wow. 
So the people that are into it are really invested yeah. into that. Really, or spending. their mum and dad's credit card are invested into that. Well, <laughs> saying yeah. that, that, that means then that not a, a quite majority of gamers then actually don't use the loot boxes, but the five percent that do absolutely do <laughs> use them, or something like that. Is that what I was saying, basically? No, five percent generate. Oh, five percent do the half. So. Basically, so the other 95% do the other half. That 5% has got to be like Twitch Children streamers with and YouTubers. And, and uh, yeah, kids. 12 out of 13 studies on the topic have established unambiguous connections to problem gambling behaviour. Young men are the most likely to use loot boxes, with young age and lower education correlating with increased uses. So, gosh. Have either of you actually been grasped into i mean i know we're talking about ultimate team yes yeah. is, is that the closest you've so, got to being brought into these loot boxes things or have you ever dabbled elsewhere for me yeah that's the closest i've been like yeah, buying coins I'd, to I'd get say, packs yeah. on ultimate team and that kind of stuff yeah i did that kind of stuff but i never I, ne- I never went like overboard with my money like if it was if i could spend it then i did but you're mindful of it hmm. yeah i was mindful of how much i was spending which admittedly was, even then, probably probably a little bit too much than what I was doing. But it wasn't like to the point where I ended up like, I have to go into my overdraft to get some some coins. <laughs> That's it. I just want to get Manuel Neuer. I just need <laughs> Neymar. <laughs> I need my Nick Pope. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I've never been caught in that, to be honest. No. Uh, the big spenders, the crucial 5% of the industry, can spend more than £70 or $100 a month on the boxes, the report said. But those are not necessarily wealthy people who earn lots of money. Mm. No, I can imagine. You mean spend, spending 70 quid a month? You could buy a game for that. Oh, yeah. If you're savvy, I, I, you could I, even I, get I two. Yeah, I can imagine it. I understand how people do it, because if that's the one game that you play and you want to be like the best at it, and you've got yeah. like a group of friends that do the same. I can understand how it all, it all like flows. Yeah, that's why and... I'm feeling I don't have a group of friends to play together. With. <laughs> so that's, like that's, you... prob- that's probably why I actually really got into it because there was always like a group of us to be able, like five or six on Xbox. Oh, here we go. Show off. He's got all like friends. <laughs> Sorry, Mister Antisocial. Um, like it would always be like almost like a competition of like. Oh, who's got a better player? Or like, who's got like the most? Who's got like the highest grossing team or something? Or who can get? You know, it mostly be around like when Team of the Year plays start coming out. It'd be like mm. a big competition there. Like, oh, we need to get like I need Team of the Year Aguero or something. Or like, I remember getting quite a few. Like, I packed. I got Team of the Year Alexandro Pato one year. What happened uh, to him? <laughs> yeah, well, Wonder his kid. career, yeah. yeah. It was amazing, though. Absolutely, like, pace was, like, unreal. But anyway, uh, and I remember one year I got Neuer, and I think the following year I ended up getting, like, Sergio Ramos. But it was always, it was always kind of, like, we as, like, a competition sort of thing. And I think that's kind of where the mindset of, uh, if I just spend a little, you know, just a little bit more, you know, oh, I think quite get what I want maybe just a little bit more and that's why it starts becoming spiraling like really badly of just yeah. I just need one more pack and I'll get that player that I want that's going to complete my team or something but 
I always like I always got like a good team, and then I never like even played the game. It was just I just wanted just a good team. The team. Yeah, <laughs> I just need my you know Hazard and and Aguero and uh, De Gea and stuff just, just to show so off. Could, just so you could screenshot it and put it on Twitter. That's all. Exactly. Yeah. Put it on Instagram. Ooh, I packed. <laughs> but I think um, from what Matt said, it, it all seems to be about status and where you are in the hierarchy. Like if you've got that group of friends and one friend gets something good, that other friend will spend like maybe That's 20 it, quid yeah. and uh, try and get something to better them. Um, it reminds me of when we were back at school. <clears throat> like, I, Well, I'm nerdy now, but we're nerdy at school. And uh, me and my group of friends, we used to use Microsoft, well, we used to use Gamerscore as like the the point, like, oh, I've got 10,000, you've only got nine, you're dirt to me. Um <laughs> It was literally like that. Like whoever had the best gamer score out of our friends were like the top dog. Um, don't know why, but it was just a way that we could measure ourselves <laughs> against each other in like gaming. Um, yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> I was always at the highest out of my group, so I, I don't need to flex too much. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> GamblerWare's chief Zoe Osmond said the charity was increasingly concerned that gambling is now part of everyday life for children and young people. It is now for politicians to review this research, as well as the evidence of other organisations, and decide what legislative and regulatory changes are needed to address these concerns, she said. Yeah, I mean, we've spoken about this long enough. Something needs to be done. Yeah, need to, need to something needs to be done. it. Well, I think it should just be a lockdown to people that are 18 or over. If it's classed as gambling, then... How do, get, how, how do you get around that though? If, you know, you could just have parents buy it for kids. Then what? Like, how do you? Well, this well, that's I've been having this is the dawn of time. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I say the dawn of time. Like in two thousand and four, my mum got me San Andreas GTA, <laughs> and I and I was at yeah. the time. How old would I have been? Twelve, thirteen. But so you're always going to have that. But I think they need to be seen to be doing something and put like a block in place to stop this from happening. Yeah, they need some sort of like age verification of some sort. Like, I don't know whether it's like you need ID, maybe, uh, no, no, associated no, 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 to your account. No, no, no. The problem is that we need to get rid of these things, not find ways to so people don't spend the money. We need to stop them to begin oh, with. Oh, come on. They shouldn't be in game game to do that, to begin with. That's what the, it is. That's what yeah. needs to be done. They're not going to reverse on it. They're not going to reverse. They, Come on. They got too it makes much money, money for countries, so. No. Uh, should we talk about Cyberpunk? Oh, go on to? then. <laughs> uh, apparently, there's been a leak of the DLC. Mm? What? Well, I don't mean the DLC is released. I mean. A leak about a leak the of DLC. What, of what the DLC will be, of how it will work. So, apparently, mm-hmm. it was listed on the Epic Game Store for a period of time. So it looks like there's going to be 10 free DLCs and three paid expansion DLCs. Okay. They think. Well, to be honest, if they're any substantial like the Witcher 3 ones, then fair enough. Oh, well, yeah, fair enough. They they do do pretty good DLC, I'll give them that. Now, they did have names attached to them, but CD Projekt have commented that the names were not correct, but didn't confirm whether it was true or false. The content. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, whether the actual... So I'm inclined to believe it's probably true, but... So we'll see how that goes. I mean, I'm not even started the game. I'm going to wait for that upgrade expansion, which, God, it's going to be something like November, probably. Mm. So it could be a while. But yeah. I'm looking forward to playing that game. 
I know we yeah. I know we've gone on like about all these issues and all that, but I am looking forward to playing it. Yeah. Because yeah. I did enjoy that few hours I had when I first got it. And then stopped. So I didn't have the experience <laughs> ruined me with all the bugs. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, you could probably go back because they they recently launched a, a pretty big uh, was it a one point two patch? Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Apparently, that's fixed a lot of bugs. Yeah, but um, could be stable now. The thing is, well, the thing is, I've got to wait for the PS Five. I mean, I could just gab buy it on Xbox, but oh yeah, I think I'm going to wait. Well, they also didn't they also announce that they they're canning the multiplayer. They was going to do a separate multiplayer thing. So, I think from what I read, it wasn't necessarily that they'd canned it. Cause apparently, it was going to be standalone. Yeah. But now I think they're they're looking at a way to integrate Integrated. their online, yeah. like in in Cyberpunk. Yeah. So it could just be that it's it could just be that suddenly one day you start playing, then suddenly there's another V and the like. There's several V's running around suddenly. Yeah. Like that'd be kind of cool. It'd be a surprise. Like suddenly, Cyberpunk is now more. Hmm. I think one thing they could do to make it quite interesting would be no headset support, and you would just converse like you do within the game, like with like a um, like a tree of things you can say to people and see how the conversation evolves. That'd be pretty cool. Should be just mm. gestures. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, just be gestures. Gestures. This V's peeing on the floor. Gestures. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is positive, like that they are going forward with the DLC, and oh, yeah. they're, they're talking about the multiplayer because it means they are, well, they're, they're trying to get it to where it needs to be. It's not as if after all of this they've given up, because I'd like to think thought that some companies wouldn't, but I I do think some companies would have just like thrown the towel in and said right that's that's it basically the game is the game and due to all the bad press and the management issues the board issues and everything we're just going to yeah. say right that's it done but it's good that they've come over this adversity and that they're trying to make it better and hopefully in the coming months it'll be where we all wanted it to be yeah. uh, last year speaking of some adversity uh that some companies come on under uh square enix and marvel's avengers <laughs> mm. talk about companies uh, that should fill the towel in. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> So, um, it was, it was, I think it was revealed. I don't know what was in the current, when they were doing the whole roadmap stuff. Uh, but there's news that came out that they were going to be adding in some, uh, Marvel cinematic universe inspired outfits for, for most of the Avengers, uh, which sounds really cool until you figure out that, uh, I think a, was it like a spokesperson or something had to come out and clarify the outfits you could only get them on the the marketplace for the game, yeah. and you well, had to they, purchase credits for them. Yeah, they originally said that they were going to be part of a future event reward. Yeah, that was it. And then obviously that's not happened, and then they come out saying they say uh, they'll only be available on the marketplace for purchase with premium currency, which is yeah. about fourteen dollars each. Fourteen dollars <laughs> just look like. I mean. If things couldn't get any more worse for this game, I just I don't know what they're thinking. You'd what think they'd they want thinking? to claw back as much goodwill yeah, as possible, you'd think and so. at least give you one of your choice to get you kicked off or something. Mm. 
Or do the event like they said that, originally. I just just do some sort of like in-game event to be able to earn them. Why why do I need to purchase them? Yeah, and the the reception to the Hawkeye DLC was met with, you know, nobody really. <laughs> a lot of people say that was like less than like under two hours. Not mm-hmm. much to it. Oh Basically, Hawkeye and Kate Bishop are the same character and that kind of thing. It's just. Oh, the boss. It's not it's going anywhere, is it? <laughs> kill it. Just, just kill the game. <laughs> kill it with fire. I mean, what the, the next the next hero that that I believe they're releasing is Black Panther, but that's going to yeah. be like towards the end of this roadmap. Like, if they don't release someone else in between, what, what is there to what is there to play? I just. I want to reinstall it and give it a go on PS5. I want to see what kind of how it would look, so long as it actually runs and doesn't crash my game like it did last time. But I think it's probably got to be the least exciting AAA game I think I've ever seen. To be quite honest. Big talk. Uh, well, they're saying that for the well, model between that and probably Anthem. <laughs> well, yeah, actually, yeah. Anthem was was a bit of a dialogue. <laughs> the model of it from the very beginning. As soon as I played that beta, it's just like. You've, you've, you've destroyed by interest in this straight away. It is, it is unfortunate because I I will stick by that. I just think the the story campaign is pretty good. I enjoyed the characters. I enjoyed Camilla Khan. I think she was a really good character. Um, I think the whole story was pretty good. It's just kind of everything outside of that has really just poisoned the the chalice of. But does the story oh. play like a looter? Um, because that's what I don't like about these sorts of games. I hate the looter aspects of games. I just, I just really have no interest in it. You don't you don't really have to focus on the looting. I mean, you do do the upgrades kind of stuff. So like, um, you know, you kind of, you do a couple of missions, and then you might do a training mission for the new hero that you just unlocked. So you get kind of a, a grips to how they you know, navigate, work, you know, what their powers are and stuff, and then you kind of go into the next mission. The missions are kind of just a bit same, kind of point A to point B, um, do a wave of enemies, get to point C, do another wave of enemies, and then it's kind of like that. It's a bit like Doom, but without cool music. Um, <laughs> without cool music. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's a shame. It's... I think people really look forward to like an Avengers game. This is kind of what we've got. Yeah, it's just I, I can't I can't believe that you've got the biggest franchise on the planet at the moment. Yeah, and you're really such a half-assed game. It's, it's, yeah, it's the epitome of a cash grab, in all sense of the word. Yeah, it's just as soon as, as, soon as they got the license for. Barbell, it's like, oh, how can we make the most money from this? Rather than actually going from an artistic point perspective and doing something decent with it. Mm. You know, they could, they could have gone the way of the, like the Arkham games, which would have been incredible. But no, we had to get these live service nonsense, which I'm sick of the sight of. Kill them all. Sorry if you like them, but I just, I just can't get along with them. Any, any more brighter news, maybe, for once? <laughs> brighter news? Yeah, I'll give you one. Ghost of Tsushima is going to have a film. Mm. Which I'm looking forward Not to. Not surprised. Not surprised. Yeah. I mean, a while ago, I, I said that I'd like to see a film of it. And mm. So it's going to be made by Sony Pictures, and it'll be directed by Chad Stahelski, who helmed the John Wick films. Which, that's Ooh. pretty decent, because John Wick films are cool. Ooh, it's, 
they're cool, but it's a bit of a different style, isn't it, to what you'd expect for Ghost of Tsushima? Oh, yeah, well, know. there's going to be action in it. There's yeah, action, but yeah. like John Wick's like absolutely just like. Well, well, action, well right, action, let's, let's not tie his entire career with just John Wick, though. Well, no, no, yeah. I'm not saying that. I'm sure he'll make a good stab at it. Good one. Uh, I've only got one other piece of news. And that's Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga. Can't say that Skywalker <laughs> Saga has been delayed with no further release date announced. Which is yeah. a shame, but perhaps not unexpected. Is this like the second or third time it's been delayed now? Mm, no, I think this is first one. I think. No, no, it's it's been delayed twice. It was it got Does delayed it? into spring of this year. Oh, I think well, it was meant to well, come out last year, I think. To be honest, I don't mind. It's yeah. Make it right. <laughs> I don't mind when games get delayed, just so long as they give them the you know the time and portion it needs to be uh, to make it good. I've said it before. The backlog is ever growing. <laughs> Take your time with yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Uh, speaking of things getting delayed, um, Resident Evil again. Uh, the the reboot movie has been delayed by two months. So it was originally coming about in. September. Uh, it now has a release date of the 24th of November. Did they give any reason for that? I don't. I didn't look too far into the reason. Uh, could very well be just maybe there's congestion or delay as far as you can so you can get as many people coming in. <laughs> Hopefully. Well, I think it might be that. Is it going to have a um, cinema release? Yeah. Mm. Well, the films that are coming out recently now, like um, Godzilla vs. Kong has a cinema release. Mm. Um, sorry, made over $100 million. No, is it $100 million? Yes, made over $100 million um, worldwide, which isn't great, but I mean, given the circumstances, it's we, pretty good. Well, not, as far as I know, we can't go to the cinema yet. No, so... but places like, you know, I think China... Um, New Zealand, Australia, those places are kind of doing well for themselves. So, mm. um, hopefully, we'll be there soon. I think the last film that I went to go and see was Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> yeah, mine, mine was the last one. Yeah, yeah, and before so, the first lockdown, that was. Yeah, I'd be once when we reopened Slyla. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a yeah. while ago. <laughs> uh, just continued. The news a little bit. Um, an official title was given for the Resident Evil film, uh, so it'll be now known as Resident Evil: Welcome to Raccoon City. Which... Welcome to Raccoon City, the yeah. place where people want to be. It kind of mm. got that. That sounds very TV movie-ish. Yeah, it kind of got that line. Light line. It kind of got that reception. It was like. Do they really need to say that? It could just be Resident Evil. We kind of know what it's about, you know. <laughs> Don't think it needed the subtitle, but there we go. I suppose it's to try and differentiate from the uh, poll. Well, maybe films. they're looking to do a longer series, so they'll need to put like a sub name to it so they can continue it. Resident Evil. Well, let's return to Raccoon City. To, uh, return to Raccoon <laughs> City. I'll probably be Welcome to Raccoon City. Fun. Go away from Raccoon City within Raccoon City. I, to be fair, if, if they did do a second film, I can imagine them doing it based off the third game, which was 
still in Raccoon City, but it was all about the Nemesis. So, mm. Raccoon City this... and the Last Crusade. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. No, Leon Kennedy in the Last Crusade. There we go. Leon Kennedy in the Last Crusade. I want to talk about the um, PS Plus and Xbox Gold games for April. Yeah. So, uh, from the 6th of April, the release of this podcast, um, there's we're going to have on the PlayStation, Days Gone, Zombie Army 4, Dead War, and Oddworld Soulstorm for the PS5, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, I've not played Days Gone, but I've heard nothing but good things about that game. And um, I've had, I actually bought it and I've not even unwrapped it yet. I feel devastated that we're going to be getting it for free. And I spent £18 on it. Is it Days Gone by or is it just Days Gone? Days, days gone. gone. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But yeah, really looking forward to Oddworld. So if anyone has got a PS4 now that is going to get a PS5 in the future, just make sure you get that downloaded just so you've got it ready. Take um, some notes, Mark. <laughs> oh, trust me, I'm already on it. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, and then in regards to um, the games with gold for April. Um, now, after I read these games, I was a little bit, uh, they seem a bit rubbish. And it does seem to be like generally when I've gone on Twitter, people have said this is the worst lineup of gold games ever. So prepare right. yourself. So right out now, we've got Dark Void and Vikings Wolves of Midgard. And then from the 16th of April, um, this, this, there's one game in particular out of these two that I really want to play. Can you guess which one? So we've got um, Hard Corpse Uprising and then Truck Racing Championship. I can't wait for Truck Racing Championship. Yeah, give me some of that truck racing. Yeah. That's it. That's what it's all about. But yeah, when when these games were released, um, it had a lot of backlash and people are questioning the PS Gold structure and, and what they get offered as part of that package. Yeah, but, um, Xbox Gold. Xbox Gold, so yeah. yeah so. Well, you can see what they're doing, can't you? Well, that's it. They're trying on, to you push can read you between the lines. Game Pass, yeah. yeah. That's it. It's quite obvious that's what they're doing. So here, we'll give you the, the worst yeah, games minimum. you could possibly imagine <laughs> on live, and then yeah. But look at all these on Game Pass. Yay. That's it. For an extra few quid a month. Don't like it. Don't like it. Because let's be honest, PS Plus has been doing really well oh yeah the games they've been releasing mm. recently definitely with the um the ps plus collection that they brought out if you transition to ps5 you get a host of fantastic games for free as part of that as well mm. uh, which is good and with the um the play at home stuff that they've done like giving everybody free yeah. games that's fantastic yeah. that's good yeah some really good games in there like horizon zero dawn subnautica a game that i quite like um and a few other ones in there that are really good yeah, out of that Xbox Live uh, gold list, um, I have actually played Hard Corps Uprising. I wouldn't sleep on that game. I actually thought it was a pretty good game. Hmm. So, What's like, it all uh, about? Um, so it's it's a 2D um, side-scroller, a bit like... Um, how can I say it? A bit like Mel Slug, if you've ever played Mel Oh, Slug. yeah. So hmm. kind of, you, know, you, you kind of go across the screen and it's all about kind of chewing all the enemies kind of getting power-ups going through and stuff but it's got like a like a futuristic anime aesthetic to it mm-hmm. so i was merely interested drawn to it. it yeah, yeah. anything anime i'm like oh this is pretty good uh 
but it's it's pretty good. It's it is a little difficult because those games can be quite difficult. You got yeah. like really put time into to master time, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought it was pretty good. If if people want to look it up, it's uh, I thought it's pretty decent. Mm. Everything else I've not heard of. <laughs> no, uh, Dark Void sounded different actually. Uh, is that is that the one where um, I think you've got like you you kind of like a mercenary guy with jetpack, but the big kind of gimmick was that you could fight vertically on on like sand yeah. and stuff. So yeah, you use like vertical it. cover and stuff. It looked it looked pretty good um, when I first saw it, but once the reviews came in, I was like, oh, okay, maybe maybe bargain bin buy. <laughs> yeah, it's cracking on that game now. It came out in two thousand and ten. Mm. And it uses Unreal Engine 3, so it might control in a bit of a dated way, but mm. yeah, it looks a bit bland for me looking at this. Ah, okay. But yeah, I'll definitely give um, Hard Corps Uprising a go on your suggestion, because I, I do like the Metal Slug games. They are really difficult, but um, mm. I, I do enjoy, enjoy that kind of game every now and again. So yeah, I'll let you know how I'll get on. Cool. So bringing it around to uh, my favourite topic that I always talk about. Um, the, <laughs> there was recent footage there was recent footage shown by IGN of um, Resident Evil Village being shown running on a PlayStation 4 Pro. Um, and so far, it, it looked pretty good. Like It still looked quite smooth. Um, everything was pretty detailed. Not as like detailed as... Um, the demo that they've got for the PS5, which I still need to download. I need to try that at some point. Um, everything looked pretty, it does look pretty good. Um, the big news that kind of came from that footage, though, um, was that so they played the cutscene that we've seen of Ethan, who's kind of outside um, Lady Demetricio's window when she's on that phone call. Um, but like at the bottom right, there was a there was a button prompt for like skip or for photo mode so basically they're saying hey look here's photo mode in Resident Evil Village um, which everyone's already kind of taken it out of context of like oh right people just use photo mode for spying <laughs> through the window yeah. <laughs> spying through the window or go into the room and spy on other assets um, mm. <laughs> which uh which is interesting. But it would be pretty cool to have, like, I think it's, like, the first Resident Evil game that's going to have, like, a forward mod, which I think would be pretty cool in context, obviously. Um, I love forward mods. I, I really actually enjoy forward mods in games now. Like, I love them in Spider-Man games. Um, I abuse it in Spider-Man. <laughs> I like them, but do you also find that it ends up interrupting your gameplay? Because you keep stopping and taking photos. I found that I do that a lot of times. A little bit, yeah, because you'll see something beautiful and you'll want to capture it. Um, yeah. So it does kind of break the gameplay up a bit. It does a but bit, yeah. I think that's testament to how how good games are now, that they'll make you stop and look and think, this is amazing, I want to capture this. Yeah, it's, it's feeding into the, the you know the whole selfie era, though, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I've got to take a photo because it's some, someplace nice. Gin with his selfie stick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's I can cool. imagine that's... that they're like he's just gutted someone and he's just like taking a selfie over the shoulder yeah. of the or guy. The <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's oh, the last game that I really got into the mode. Have that Mongol scum. <laughs> mm. I mean, yeah, I like him, but part of me is just like, 
I need to stop using it because it's just mm. it's breaking up the game too much. It's, I think there's no fluidity anymore. I think it depends on where you use it though, because like a lot of the times, if if I use it in Spider-Man, it's that like I'll be in the middle of like just swinging in the sea and I've like seen something cool, and I'm just like, oh, I'll just pause that and like. Like Miles or Park or Pete Parker's just on like a funny pose. And, you know, yeah, but there's yeah. ones in like it's like things like where you might be in the middle of a boss fight and then something's just like, oh, I've got to take a photo. <laughs> well, like, you don't have to. I know. <laughs> the, the, all right, if you're thinking about it's taking photos like... in the middle of boss fights, it's too easy. You need to turn the difficulty up. <laughs> that reminds me of a Game Grumps episode where they were trying to take a. They were playing Wind Waker HD and you can do like selfies with the camera. And we're like trying to take photos of like Link doing a funny face while like Ganondorf's trying to slice him in half. <laughs> it's kind of funny, but it's it's that it's, it's a nice addition. I think it's it's one of the better additions that have come along um, in gaming over the last few years. Like, I, if if there's one if there's one that I kind of miss that I think I'm sure Halo and like some Call of Duty do it every so often is like a theater mode where you can. It records like the the games that you've played, so you can go back and kind of review, say like what you've done, or like if something funny or cool happened, you can go back and then you have a free camera, so you can follow your cross map tomahawk that's bounced off five walls and killed someone somehow. Um, I wish more multiplayer games had that kind of feature because I, I always love them, especially in Halo. Oh yeah, a random sticky throw that's like hit a grav. Like a grav uh, lift that's like gone up and caught someone on the way up or something. Do you know what? There's Funnily enough, there. I've got the that exact video on my 360 recorded. <laughs> I think I've got probably the same one on uh, on 360 as well. There's just more games need to embrace stuff like that, like be able to be more creative. And I suppose that's the only way they really want to use creative. Yeah, <laughs> give you them kind of options. Yeah. Give you that option. So. Uh, Rocket League have announced a spin-off game for mobile platforms called Sideswipe. Uh, this is going to be releasing later this year. I think it's, it's going into like an alpha slash beta in Australia and New Zealand, I think. Um, but that's going to be like a it's like a 2.5D. I don't know. Best. Have you ever played those like um, header games where you got to like head head a ball and head it into like the other's goal, but it's like on a 2D plane? Yeah. It's something like that, but Rocket League style. Um, you can have 1v1 of 2v2, um, and yeah, it's releasing later this year. Um, I'm sure I'll download it because it looks pretty fun. So is it like a direct 2.5D Rocket League where two of you can play? Yeah. Is it like two cars? Yeah. Yeah, so you can do 1v1 or 2v2. Um, the controls look a little more flowy than real or actual Rocket League, but it's it's been made from the ground up to be more for mobile platforms. So, mm. um, looks good, looks good, looks fun. I'm sure I'll try it. Back for Blood has also been delayed. Um, so the spiritual Left for Dead successor has been delayed now till the 12th of October. Boo! I want it. It looks it looks good. I watched uh, I watched people do like the bear version of it, and it it just looks like. Classic Left 4 Dead, just mm. absolutely frantic chaos, and what more could you want? Yeah, definitely. And hacking of limbs—that's always the fun bit. 
I just love all the random um, contraptions you can make. It's it's <laughs> Left for Dead and like Dead Rising. They're like the two like zombie games I just so so much enjoy. Um, just because the craziness of it is great. Right, shall we move on to the BAFTA Game Awards? Let's do it. Yeah, Let's find out how badly we've really done in our. Oh God, this is terrible. Okay, so I'll just run. I'll just run through the winners. So, so first we had animation uh, that was won mm-hmm. by The Last of Us Part Two. Artistic hey, achievement. Points. Was Hades. Mm. Audio yep. achievements was Ghost of Tsushima. Best game Hades. British game Sackboy. A big adventure. Uh, debut game Carrion. Evolving game Sea of Thieves. It's a bit of a surprise, I thought. Uh, family, Sackboy, Big Adventure. Game Design, Hades. Game Beyond Entertainment. Animal Crossing New Horizons. Which I didn't expect. Ooh. I, c- I could see why, because it was a game that came out at a time when I think Everyone. we all needed that kind of game. Yeah, so it kind of why, went beyond that kind of... I could see yeah. why you got it, but I was surprised that... Tell me why uh, I didn't get it. Multiplayer, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Music, Marvel, Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Yep. Uh, narrative, Hades, original yep. property, Kentucky Route Zero TV edition. I know you liked that one, Nath. Yeah. Uh, performer in a leading role was Laura Bailey, as Abby yep. in Last of Us Part 2. Uh, performer in a sporting role was Logan Cunningham uh, in Hades. Technical achievement, Dreams. And finally, EE, Game of the Year, was The Last of Us Part 2. Ah. So, that brings us on to our predictions. Uh, so, God. two people... Two people got four. The other person got five. So the we is a winner. And the winner, drum roll. Uh, it was Matthew. Wait. Wow. I'm one. shocked. I, I didn't think I'd won that at all. <laughs> yeah. What, to be all honest, to be perfectly honest, we all had a bit of a mare in that. Yeah. yeah. We, we don't know games as well as we thought we did. <laughs> See, I was kicking myself because for best game, I actually originally down, uh, originally had it down as Hades. Cause I thought, well, since playing that, I've been like, I've been kind of swung over by it. Like, yeah, I can see why it's, it's, it's getting as many accolades as it's get. But then at last minute, I was like, no, I'll go back to what I went for in game, uh, the game awards. Because I, I assumed again, Last of Us was just going to walk away with like all the accolades again. But apparently, the BAFTAs were a bit more. Forgiving to lesser games. I suppose that's a bit harsh. It's not oh, right. they're not lesser <laughs> games. They're champions. <laughs> Clearly. Uh, Last of Us 2 is the lesser they, game. They, they, didn't, they didn't get caught up in the hype, she would say, of, of The Last of Us train. So um, I was thrilled okay. for, for Hades. I was I was over the moon with all the stuff that it won. Um, narr- narrative, I could see why they won it. And I've had a thought about, since since the, like, the winners came out, I've had a thought about if The Last of Us Part Two was in there, I still think Hades would have won because narratively it's more structured better than what Last of Us Part Two was. And there could be an argument there, but a lot of people yes, did that. Yes, could be an argument there. You're a hater. Argument, but <laughs> there was grievances about the whole time switch and switching characters. Some people didn't get on board with it. So. Whereas well, I think a lot of people praised Uncultured swines, that's yes. what they are. <laughs> well, you guys just need to play, you know, the best game in the world, Hades. So <laughs> I've got it on order. It's going to be here soon, and then I'll tell you my um, thoughts. Give, give me, give me uh, your thoughts, your impressions. Come on, Mark, buy a Switch, get it. <laughs> you just uh, get it on PC. 
Yeah, I was going to say, you, you don't have to have it in Switch, do you? No. Switch is the only physical place where you can buy it, so that's why I've got it on Switch. Well, getting it on Switch. I'm, I'm sure it'll eventually come to a console, so I'm sure. Well, it's popularity. Yeah. They'll sure. port it over, yeah. yeah. All right, so shall we move on to what we currently play? Yep. Yeah, sure. Shall I kick us off? Yeah, go on. You kick us off. Okay. So, because I was obviously I recently got the Series X, and I actually mm-hmm. started this before the last podcast, but I already had enough to talk about then, and I'd really not got far into it. Mm-hmm. I thought, right, I've got to pick a good game on my backlog for the Xbox, which has been sitting there for a while. I thought, mm-hmm. how can how can I truly get into the new generation? So I thought, right, I'll pick it. I'll I'll go some quite big, and I started playing. Well, I've completed it now, but it was Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Wow. Wow. So this game is set five years after the Jedi Purge, you know, the whole the whole Execute Order 66 stuff. Excellent. And uh, you play Cal Kestis, I think his name is. Uh, and he, yeah, and he works a, a scrapyard worker on a planet called Braca, and he ends up revealing himself to be a Jedi when he helps save his friend from an accident. Mm. Uh, because of that, he ends up being chased by the Empire. And there's someone particularly called the Second Sister who's after him. And as he's trying to just, as he escapes from this planet, he meets up with a former Jedi called Seer, 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 that's it. Yeah. Uh, and a planet, uh, a planet, and a pilot <laughs> called Greece. I have to say, I love Greece. I think it's amazing. He's a good character, <laughs> yeah. He's a good character. I think in the whole Star Wars universe. Yeah, universe. I think he's one of my favorite characters, obviously. Oh, nice. And then with the help of his trusty robot sidekick BD1, another great character, oh, uh, Cal makes it his mission to discover an artifact called the Astrium which could be the key to rebuilding the Jedi Order. Mm. Um, now, I, this is a bit of a roller coaster when I started playing this, because when, I, when you start it, it felt very Uncharted-like. Mm, in terms yeah. of it's mm. kind of quite linear, you're doing a lot of climbing and that kind of thing. Uh, yeah. And then you finally, you obviously get you meet these people I've just mentioned, and then the game suddenly changes completely when you land on this planet called Bagano with them. And it becomes very sort of like semi-open world. And I don't... Yeah, it sort of opens up a little bit, yeah. doesn't it? And I don't like making this comparison because it's very cliche to make this comparison now. But this game started trying to be Dark Souls, didn't it? This game oh, yeah, no, it absolutely Souls. starts becoming like the Dark Souls of Star Wars. And my interest was dipping then. Because I thought, is this really what I want from a Star Wars game? What you really, really want. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like... You've got like certain different pathways to go down. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of links with Dark Souls. So obviously it's like that, the way it's structured in that terms. Um, yeah, it's it's like it's a mixture of like Dark Souls and what what people would call like a Metroidvania kind of yeah. game, where like there's there's certain paths that are locked to you until you have like the ability yeah. to be able to unlock it. So they've got that instance, and I suppose Dark Souls is pretty much also that as well. Yes, because then you obviously got the the combat. It's quite similar in terms of it's the locking combat, on the parrying yeah. and that kind of thing. Parry, blocking. You open up shortcuts as you're going along, so it makes mm-hmm. it easy to go. So you, you so like when you fir- <laughs> yeah, so when you first arrive there, you have got to go the long way around, and then suddenly you can mm. open up shortcuts. I'd say I do get lost in some of the levels quite a bit. It's like I, return, yeah. it's like return to your ship. It's like which way do I go to go back to my <laughs> I, ship? I I got lost quite a bit, and I've not gone through as much as you. But I was like I. Which which way? What? <laughs> yeah, I mean you have to like proper zoom in and out on the map and that kind of thing. I do quite like the map though. The map is quite useful. 
What I liked on the map is that it told you what you could go down and what you couldn't. That's what I like. Yeah, that's you know, been... what power it, it let you know which, if you had the power to be able to get down that route. Yeah. yeah. So you you didn't have to traipse there first to discover you couldn't. Yeah. Which would have been a real pain. Mm. Uh, and then another Dark Souls thing is the you know the meditation circles, which is yeah. basically like the bonfires. Yeah, the, the bonfires. Yeah. And then if you choose to rest there, the enemies respawn, which mm. is very, very Dark Souls. Very Dark Souls. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, my when I first was going around that first planet, Bagano, mm. I thought, oh, I I don't know if I'm going to like this. Mm. And then I read that you could act, there was an upgrade you could get quite early if you went to a specific planet before you were supposed to normally. Okay. So I went to this planet of Dathomir. Dathomir, I think it's called. Yeah. yeah. And apparently you're supposed to go there quite a bit further on, so it's quite a difficult place to be. Yeah. But I managed to get around it. Yeah. So I managed to get around it, and I got to this specific part. And it was the upgrade I found was a double bladed lightsaber. Ooh. Oh wow! Darth Maul style. Yeah, yeah. I went proper Darth Maul in another one when I got it. It's just like once I picked that up, the game completely changed for me. It was like I am the badass of the galaxy. <laughs> oh, I and I really started to really love the game after that. Mm. So I'm really glad I went to find that. What I also kind of like is like the um, the way it slowly unveils the upgrades to you. So you don't you basically yeah. you, don't, you don't start the game with all your powers. No. So you're just like you're pretty lame with your lightsaber to begin with. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> I think how they explain it is that you've like um you've put like a mental block on your powers. Yeah, you, you've repressed so, your memories of the yeah. things you, you learned. So I, I think this is how they try and explain like the meditation stuff. You're doing it to try and unlock each part of the force that you've you've kind of blocked away, but yeah. It's still there, you know. You yeah. still access. I, I like how they've they've done that. Yeah, because there's like certain parts of the level where I was just like, I could see that thing up there. That because there's these um crates everywhere, isn't there? These boxes where you can yeah pick yeah. up stuff and that. Kind of thing. But the the one the, the real treasures were the um the yellow boxes with the stim canisters in. Mm. So you can off oh, the health. So it's like yeah. yeah. So you get an extra like low health stim, and it's just like I can I can spot the box there. It's just like ah, oh, there's no way I could get to it yet. So I've got to try and make a mental note to remember where that was and on what planet. <laughs> but it's just it's just re- such a really great game. I really enjoyed that. The more it went on, the more I enjoyed it. Oh, good, good. And I'm I'm sort of staggered it came from EA, to be honest. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> how did they allow Respawn to do this? Because well, big props to Respawn. It was, uh, was Respawn, wasn't it? Yeah, Respawn. I mean, yeah. Really good. Really, Very I mean, solid. I think they're working on the second one at the moment. I hope so. Mm. I mean, and I'm not going to go into any specifics, but towards the end, a certain thing happens, and it's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> great. Really, oh, I need to get back to it. I, Have you not I, completed it? I thought you completed no, it. I didn't complete it. I got. Oh, I get? I've got to the point where I think you fight the second sister for like the first time. I forget what it is, but I think you're blocked by like I think you're initially blocked by yes. a large fan or something like that, and that's uh, where she. Is it a fan or is it just a door? It could be. Uh, there's a bit with a red laser door. I think it's no, that. Yeah. yeah. And you, you end up fighting it. I, I found that fight absolutely difficult. I was really struggling. <laughs> but I've got a single lightsaber. <laughs> well, hey, go, go, go and get, get it, mate. Go and get this yeah. double one. I'll be like, no, just, yeah, just, like, just, just calm down. Bits. Calm down. I'll, I'll meet, I just need to go back to this planet. I'll come back for you later. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. wait here. Have some yeah, lunch. Wait there. I'll be back. Just, I'll be back. 
yeah. I didn't get yeah. that upgrade. I didn't, I didn't realize you could get so early, but yeah, I read it. I read it quite a while ago before I even got the game. So I thought, right, I've, when I, if I get this and I start playing it, I've got to go and do that as soon as possible. Well, there's, there's a certain planet that I don't really want to go to all that all that much. So. <laughs> What's that? Is it? Uh, uh, is it Ka- Ka- Kashyyyk? Kashyyyk. Kashyyyk. The, the home of the Wookiees. Yeah. And other various stuff. You know uh, what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but they're not. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> now that I think yeah. about it. <laughs> They're not. They're they're okay once I'm actually fighting them. It's kind of the the triggering them that caught me off. Yeah, they would sort of just pop out. It's like the, the, there's like there's one room. There's like a bit of like a puzzle room. But like at the bottom, there's like something covered in we'll say webs, and you're like, hmm. <laughs> well, I've seen that. But well, is this gonna trigger something? Uh, as soon as it hit, it was just like raw boom on top of you. Like, yeah. oh, okay, this is great. But I like it when you like you, you see these, but then like the stormtroopers are in battles with them. I quite like that, that. Yeah, that's fun. I just let the stormtroopers. Yeah, do it. so I just stand like, there, yeah, just watch you it. Just, you just you've got the flamethrower <laughs> that I would like, but you know, just get the popcorn out. Who's with, who's going to be the victor here? Take and take screenshots. <laughs> yeah, get that photo mode out. <laughs> How did yeah. it look on Series X? Did it? Did you see like a an increase? Uh, well, well, I never, well, I never played on the the other one, so I don't, I don't know. Space. But it had an improved frame rate, so mm. I put it on performance mode, which made it, made it run a lot smoother. Mm. And the graph, I don't think the graphical quality took a hit to it, so that's why no. I played them. It's a bit it's really like, good. It played really well. Yeah, it's a bit same like Miles Morales. I, I played most. I played my first through playthrough. On performance mode, and I didn't really see much in the difference of like graphics. It just still looked pretty good to me. Mm. But, but yeah, I, I was really surprised how much I enjoyed that. Oh, good. It took me good. quite a while though. It's quite a lengthy game. It is, yeah. Dark Souls is a lengthy game, so if you just mm. compare that, <laughs> good, good. I'll, I'll have to reinstall it and get it going again. That's all I've been playing. So what about you, Nathan? What have you been playing? Yeah, so I've been getting into my PS5 games. Um, so I was cracking oh, into them. Right, another show. Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> Sorry about this, Mark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so the first game that I played um, was Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales. So oh, this game, never heard of it, is absolutely <laughs> magnifique. It's a worthy successor to the original Spider-Man game on the PS4, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um. Now, one thing that you two might not like me for is that I only played it for about six and a half hours. I just blasted through the main bit of the game, and that was it. I didn't do hardly any of the side missions. Um, That's fine. Well, I presume you can go back and do them. Yeah, yeah, you can do them afterwards. There's there's like a new game plus you can do afterwards where you can unlock different suits and things. Um, But yeah, I'm mainly focused on the story, which I thought was really good um so i don't want to give too much away in terms of story because i know that you'll definitely be wanting to play this mark yeah um but i think this the story really did a good job in introducing us more to miles and um a kind of more about him and his family and um early on i think uh, matt matt touched on this his web slinging wasn't quite that good you could see him flailing, flailing around and all that kind of stuff mm, yeah um 
But like as he came into his own, as you move through the game, he kind of developed his own style, which is really cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought it was really good. And towards the end of the game, they do set it up for the third one, which is which kind of tails off what you saw at the end of the first game. So it's kind of you had Peter's story, now you've had Miles' story, and now I think they're going to work together in terms of the next game that they're going to be coming out with, hopefully, soon. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you've played the first one, you'll definitely want to play this one. It's a it's a great continuation. Like If you love swinging through the city, um, if you love the combat, um, you'll, you'll definitely enjoy this. Without uh, going too deep into spoilerish things, mm-hmm. Does the mm. city feel any different? Um, it feels a little bit more. What's because the word? I, I'm just wondering is is it just like they've just plonked miles into, into the it? same? It does. The city does have a different feeling to it. Um, it feels like there's more um, more of like an urban feel to the city for mm. me. Um, there's like more robberies and stuff going on, which is which happens like sporadically just swinging. Okay. Um, I found that. I don't know about you, yeah. Matt. Um, yeah. So um, the I think the one thing that they've uh, they've done well improving in in this version compared to the first game is um, so like each each area of the city still has their kind of on thing to complete, you know, a, a checklist sort of thing. So, you know how, like, in the first game, there would be, like, this area has, like, five different um, crime activities to do to complete it, and then you had, like, a, a hideout to do and whatnot. Yeah. In this one, there's less focus on the crime aspect to it, but, like, they're more varied and more at random. So it's not just, like, oh, you swing into this area you've done all the crime activities, so you don't need to... There's not going to be no crime in this area, basically, anymore. And then you swing into another area, oh, there's suddenly crime in this area. Now mm. it's like crime's actually happening everywhere at random. Yeah. So it feels more like actually how how it would how it would be in real life, I suppose, a little bit more realistic. And not just, oh, you've cleaned crime in this area, it's all good. <laughs> yeah. The, the one thing that I did like about it is that um, basically they, they developed this app that you could access to see what who needed your help basically, um, and you had like a in this app you've got like a list of tasks you can do to help people, um, and I think one of the first ones I did was the basically the shopkeeper um, had his store broken into and he lost his cat, and funnily enough his cat was called Spider Man, so you're there just shouting for Spider Man this cat, um, which was quite funny, um, but yeah I think. Um, I think that was quite cool as well because you can basically go down a list of all these um, like missions, see which one gives you like the most points, um, and basically select one and then go and do it. Basically, so I thought that was a nice addition as well. Points? What, what do you mean points? So like um, points so that you can like purchase new suits and things. Ah right, I see. Yeah. Okay. And, like, yeah. Powers there's, and all that there's, kind of um... stuff. There's a little play on the first game's memoirs. So, you know, like, you went around as Peter Parker, you'd find all your backpacks that you've left around because you suddenly need to change to be Spider-Man, but there's always, like, a memoir in them from, yeah. like, 
Parker's t- like past, I suppose. It's a little same here for Miles. They've done like a, a similar version, more closely tied to like his story, um, which is a nice little touch. I, I, I liked that aspect from the first game. Was that the like time capsule stuff, mm, or was that different? It's, it could be similar, yeah, like time capsule stuff. But I'll not say like who it relates to, other than just it being Miles, because there is a bit of a story element to it. But it's, it's quite nice. And they've got the challenges back as well. So, you know, the, there's like combat challenges, traversal ones and stealth ones. They've kind of come back in this as well. Mm. There was there was one of the um, additional challenges that I didn't really like, but I know that you did like it, Matt. This was where you had to um, like find sounds within the city uh, to like try and like make music kind of thing. Um, so you had to like scan and listen for certain sounds that make music. And I didn't really get on board with that. I thought it was quite boring, personally. Because um, I'm just I'm just all about the combat and getting through the story side of it. You just don't like puzzles, do you? Let's be honest. <laughs> oh, I love puzzles. We'll get onto that in a few minutes. <laughs> oh. Well, we'll not yeah. say any more because there is a bit of a story again to it. Why, you, why you're doing it, so. Hmm. But, but you, yeah. you'll find out once you, once you get start playing it. But yeah. Once you get PS5. Sorry. All right, all right. <laughs> then it's going to rub it in. <laughs> it's going to be like yeah. this until you get one. <laughs> Re- really good game. And I'm sure if, if anyone's got a PS5, buy it. For those who are going to get a PS5, buy it. I mean, I could get the PS4. Oh, you? get the PS4, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll get the PS4. I'm not going to, but I could. <laughs> mm. Could go for the inferior version if you wanted. But hey-ho. I'm sure it'll be good, whichever one. To be honest, like in terms of like graphically, I didn't see too much difference personally when comparing Spider-Man Miles Morales to the original on the PS4 Pro. I didn't see that much of an upgrade. Um, I did once had the perform uh, the performance mode on the graphical stuff, like seeing reflections in like puddles and stuff, and in the the puddles um, again in the glass uh, yeah puddles again this but is like, what you pay 450 quid for people yeah no but there was, it was it was really impressive i was i was really because there's a part where you go through like a christmas kind of fair sort of thing yeah i thought it's that was kind of like lit really up nice with like neon lights and stuff but the snow's melted in places you start seeing the reflection that as well. okay i've completed that the main story really enjoyed it so yeah if anyone's not played that yet I'd highly advise to play it. Uh, so the next thing, after I completed Spider-Man, I started playing another PS5 game called Immortals Phoenix Rising. So going into this, I didn't really know what to expect because um, I'd not read up on it at all. It's just one of the games I got with my PS5. Um, but starting to play it, I'm pleasantly surprised. Now, I did read up a bit after I started playing it and I got into it. And I, one person did call it the B-Tech Breath of the Wild that made me laugh. Um, <laughs> but it's okay. it's a bit different. I mean, I know I mentioned that it's the Breath of the Wild that we all need on multi-platform, but going further into it, it's, it's quite a bit, a bit different. I mean, it does have a lot of similarities, like the art style is pretty similar. And to be honest, quite a few of the um, story aspects have parallels with um, Breath of the Wild. Um, but just to give it like a bit of background about the story. So um, you're, you're, you you're play as Phoenix. Um, so he's like this mortal 
and he's he's basically this guy called Typhon is like defeated the the Greek gods of mythology, and it's your job to kind of like rescue them and bring them back to their old power, um, so that you you and the gods can defeat Typhon together. Um, it, it's quite some of the dialogue's quite funny. So basically, there's Prometheus and Zeus, and they're like the um, the narrators basically telling Phoenix's story as you're playing it. And they've got some pretty funny dialogue because if you don't know about Prometheus, basically he gave um, humans fire and like every day an eagle rips through his belly and eats his insides uh, as like a punishment that Zeus gave him. Um, and basically um, Prometheus and Zeus have got a wager. Um, so if Phoenix can um, rescue the gods and defeat Typhon, then um, Zeus will basically call it quits and release Prometheus from where he is um and some of the dialogue's hilarious um that they've got between them and quite close to the nose for the type of game that I thought it was which is quite funny but yeah um just to get into some of the gameplay so it's um basically early on in the game you get quite a few of the mechanics that you're going to use as you go through so you'll get like a sword um and like a an axe hammer that you can like use for your like your your smaller attacks and your more heavy attacks and then you'll get um an arrow um so a bow and arrow that you can use for long range <laughs> you're just gonna get an arrow you just have an arrow you throw it yeah just an arrow that's it <laughs> don't read the bomb. Um, and you get these like um arm like what what are they called gauntlets yeah some, something like that yeah um, and basically with that, you can like control and levitate things. And that helps with like more of the puzzly stuff. You, as you go through the world, you've got to, you find these like areas where you can do like dungeons and like solve puzzles. And for every puzzle you solve, um, you get a bit of Zeus's lightning and like using that lightning, you can use that to like power your character up. So there is like a skill tree thing. So as you go through the world, you like collect flowers to do like, alchemy and make potions and stuff um you collect jewels and um gems to like forge weapon upgrades you, you get weapon upgrades for like traversing the world and like finding chests and things mm. um but like the main bit of the story is that you've got to find the gods um so there's four of them to find then you once you found them they'll send you on tasks to do so that you can basically get them back to their former glory and power um, so far I've done Aphrodite and I'm on my way to try and find my next god so basically in the world there's like four massive statues and you've got to get to the top of them um, and then once you get on the top of them you'll be able to find that god because they've been turned into random things like trees and stuff so they're difficult to find yeah I'm really enjoying it so far I mean in terms of the combat it's really simple um i mean you'll either just use your sword to slash through things for bigger enemies you might need to use a, a bit more in terms of tactics so you'll for example if it's like a giant you'll hide behind a tree and then you'll use your bow and arrow to kind of like it's hit in the eye a few times wear it down uh, while it's trying to throw rocks and trees at you mm. and um and then eventually you'll be able to like go a bit closer in um and kill it but um yeah, the thing that I like most about it is the dungeons, so all the little puzzles that you get to do in the game. Really enjoy them. But yeah, I'm going through that now. I'm only about seven hours in, and I do know it's probably around a 30-hour game, but 
yeah, I'll, I'm sure I'll get through in the next couple of weeks or so. But yeah, really enjoying that one so far. Um, and then the last game that I've been playing a bit is called The Witness. So um, this is a, a puzzle game that um, I think it was on one of the three games that you could download as part of like the PS Plus. Yeah, thing. the just play at home. Mm. Yeah. So I started playing that. Um, I've done 86 of the puzzles so far. Um, so I'm, I'm getting on fairly well with it. But I just really enjoy like the grid-based puzzles and like trying to figure out like where you need to go in the grid to like complete it. Because some of them do have you scratching your head a bit. Oh yeah. As uh, to so what yeah. you need to do. So it's a very relaxing game. Oh yeah, definitely. I think that's one of the things that I like about it. Um, I think um, I think it was Wednesday last well this week. Um, like Lisa came home from work about half ten, I was playing it, and then at one point we just took it in turns and did like a puzzle each, and then we were like helping each other on them, and it was quite it was quite nice, just a bit of a change of pace, like from playing something like FIFA that's like a bit um, can get a bit stressful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the right because yeah, right way of it. Because it was one game that I was really looking forward. I was following like its production before it got released, because mm. I was really oh, yeah. keen to it. And like this was a body, it's just like. I really loved that game. I did struggle later on. So mm. I probably only got about halfway into it. And then it's just like some of the puzzles were just too much for me. Yeah. I just remember I, I used, just, uh, used to have the note, notepad and pen. Uh, just like making a yeah. note. Because like, it's sort of like an incremental thing, isn't it? So like each puzzle's got like five or six elements maybe or something like that. Yeah. And like you've got to learn the rule of that puzzle. Mm. And it's just like if I went back to doing that now, I would completely forget the rule set for each puzzle it's just like yeah i've got to i'm gonna to have to start it again <laughs> yeah it's like for example some of them um like towards maybe an hour in i'd say um you had to like kind of remember the puzzle opposite to it and do mm. it in the opposite way because you got your like pointer to the end because basically in the game you got to like draw a line to get to the finish line and sometimes you've got to like incorporate dots um yeah. before you get to the finish line to get them all but other ones mm. it's like you've got to look external to the puzzle so for example there's one way you've got to look at these trees to find where the apple is and then you'll be able to from that guide the pointer to the end of where the apple is but if you fail on one it kind of resets it so you've got to go back to the last one do that to get to the next one mm. um and stuff like that but yeah i think some of them can be quite difficult and you're thinking like how the heck am i supposed to know that but mm. it's well, it's just like trying what you can, and <clears throat> some of it is a case of like looking around you um, just to see if there's any clue at all. Because some of them you think, how the heck am I going to solve this? Because earlier on in the game, I got stuck, and then I went for a little wander around, and I got to these puzzles, and I'm like, I've got not got a cat in hell's chance of solving <laughs> this one. So I kind of went back to like the starting area, and and eventually I did get through mm. the bit that I was stuck on, and. I love the I love the point where as you're going through, um, and you kind of because you've got to solve puzzles to like power certain things to unlock other puzzles to open doors, which I think is really cool, and yeah. it's kind of addictive because you want to see where it goes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's one point where you open like um, I think it's like the bottom of this um, windmill or something. And uh, you're kind of going down this cavern and you're like, oh, where's this going to go? And you just get so invested in it and it's just so exciting mm. because it's not really – the game's more about the puzzles than it is the area. 
even though the area is beautiful in its own way with its art style it just everything just pops so well um but it does it's just exciting uh, when you can solve a puzzle to open a door and then that leads on to something else you're like oh, what's going to happen next um but yeah um really enjoying that so far nothing's got me too stuck yet but watch this space we'll see what happens so yeah they're the main three games that i've been playing enjoyed every one of them thoroughly and uh, yeah looking forward to playing more so yeah what about you matt me so i'll list this one off quick because i mean it's something that you've already played so as you mentioned that you played it earlier in the week i decided to reinstall it because my interest peaked again so i've been going through the witness as well Mm. um i think i could without going into it too far i'd probably repeat most of what kind of what you said it's um it's got a, it's got a real nice like childlike um, curiosity about it, like doing all these line puzzles and then like kind of very, going to certain places. Oh, there's a set of puzzles here that seems unlinked to everything else. I'll try these and and um, yeah, I, I can only compliment. Like the art style is really beautiful. I think it's a really nice art style. Um, but I don't I don't know if I've got as far as you think. I, I'm probably around like the 80 mark as well. Mm-hmm. And I just got to the point where I've I've gone down this cavern, and ended up like I think it's roughly the middle of the map. I, mean, I might be wrong, but kind of uh, it's like a uh, like a, like a little a little town kind of area village that I'm in. Um, I have absolutely no idea what to do in there at the moment, so I might have to backtrack and like see see what else there is. But I was a bit surprised about the. You get to a point where I think you open a door and like a, a video starts starts playing. Of uh, mm. was it for the what's the it's the BBC was it like an A's show or something like yesterday today tomorrow or something like that. I've not seen that yet. Have you not seen it? No, no. Oh wow! So see, I've done some bits that you haven't. and You've probably done some bits mm. that I haven't. Because I the, the apples one as well. The tree with the apples. I'd finished it going to the final area, but I don't know what to do in that final area. Like I'm like, there must be something else otherwise. Are you on Why the would last I need tree? To be in here? No, I'd finished the last tree. Oh, you so finished you, you it. Open... Ah, so you've opened the gate to the other side and yeah, you've gone through and there's, that there's and you've seen like the drawings, drawings and stuff. The heart and, and yeah. stuff. I'm like, this must mean I must need to be able to do something else here. Like I've got no idea. Like there must be something about it that I need to do but I've read that as just being the end of it and you like getting that nice bit of where you can see this person's drawings I don't know that's the way I read that bit of the game like you've completed that segment and this is your reward you can see these drawings of hearts and stuff yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah, it there'll be more to it than that I feel like there should be more to it because I was like I did have you have you done one of the um, a lot one of the lasers that start shooting towards yeah them? yeah yeah, so I did that and like got the trophy for us. I'm like, this this must be something else. Like I must need to do something else to get a trophy or something. But anyway, um, that's that's kind of the weirdness out of the way. Um, I suppose to go over again another game that you've talked about, that I talked about last week was Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales. So I'm pretty sure last week, not last week, last episode, I'd complete the story. I think I think I'd gone that far, and now I was doing the extra stuff. And now I've done all that extra stuff and I've got my platinum trophy. Woo! Uh, so just like 
the the first game. I was like, I'm, I'm going to play this completely to death, and I'm going to get that platinum trophy because I love this game so much. And Spider-Man's like my favorite hero anyway. So, uh, got that. Didn't didn't take me as as long as I thought it was going to take. Uh, but you don't again like the first one. You don't necessarily have to do everything complete. So like a lot of the like combat challenges or, or stealth and stuff. You don't have to get like the the perfect um, things. Is that the ultimate rank? There's like ultimate mm. spectacular and amazing. Um, and you don't have to get the ultimate one, like the the, the full three stars to complete everything, um, which is good. So yeah, I finished that, got the plan trophy, um, uninstalled it, and then they announced they were doing a new update and here's in like a new suit, and I'm like, <sighs> now you make me feel like I need to reinstall it and try this new suit yeah. out. And uh, yeah. I don't think it takes that long to install though. For no, it's 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 not a big game. They've added something called. Um, there's muscle deformation. So about there's more realistic looking muscles on on mm. Miles now, or like how he's. It, there's more of a slender build to him, but still defined muscles on some of the suits or something, which sounded cool. I'm also kind of tempted to get the the remastered version of the first game because I, I didn't complete all the DLC. Mm. Uh, and apparently, your save game comes over, so I'm like. Can you buy that separately? I thought you could only buy it as part of like the ultimate edition of uh, um, Miles. You can you can upgrade your version to I think it's like twenty quid or something. You can get the hmm. remastered version. That's not bad. Um, plus, there's all the new suits that I never tried, like the Tobey Maguire suit and the um, Andrew Garfield one. I'm sure, they were pretty cool. Uh, meow. Hello, Austin. What are uh, your thoughts on Spider Man? <laughs> yeah okay right yeah so that's Mars Morales complete done good a new game that I started playing um, and I've completely finished and platinumed uh, was Astrobot's Playroom ooh well you platinumed it, platinumed it but bar that what did you think of it I really enjoyed it um, I was pleasantly surprised um, I really enjoyed it as a platformer it's really solid I just love how nostalgic can make me feel for like PlayStation and stuff. Mm. Just like so, there's there's like four kind of I suppose world areas that are kind of dedicated to each kind of generation of PlayStation. So there's one for PlayStation, one for PlayStation Two, one for PlayStation Three, one for PlayStation Four, and kind of throughout each kind of the four levels in these worlds, a dodd all the different astrobots that sort of reenacts re- re- kind of a, a scene from like a, a, I suppose, a game that made PlayStation famous or, or big, I suppose. There was like Laura there's, there's, Croft stuff and Crash yeah, Bandicoot. Yeah, Laura Croft. And... There's Aloy from Horizon who's like shooting down stuff with a bow and arrow. There's a nice little Resident Evil one with, um, with like one, one character's playing... Chris, the one Jill, and Chris is like opening this door to look at like a zombie who's just kind of stood there, and he gets like all frightened and stuff, and like closes the door and like shakes his head at Jill, like I'm, I'm not going in through that door, um, <laughs> which is really cute. So, um, but the actual game is is really nice, um, gameplay wise, really smooth. Love the controls. Yeah, I think uh, it's a really good introduction to the dual sense. 
control. Yeah, it's it's like it's the perfect game for the dual sense. Uh, the dual sense, because like everywhere you walk, you you kind of like feel the footsteps, and like the feeling will be different depending on like what um, surface you're on. So like if you're on a metal surface, if it feels it's it's hard to explain it without Doing going it. through it. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's just nice how like it the feedback feels different if you're like suddenly you're on ice and you're skiing or you're in like wet sand or something it's really good though like perfect game to really explore the full potentials for dual sense um so yeah i couldn't recommend that game enough uh so i played that uh i moved back over to dragon ball z kakarot oh you finished uh, it yeah finished it planned it I, w- I went on like a platinum spree the last two weeks. I was just like, I- I'm gonna plan every. I'm gonna- I've made like a mission to try and at least complete as much as I can from the game. I'm I not feel so everything. inadequate. I've not even got a platinum. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, got that finished. Started doing the DLC from it. So like the first DLC is based off the film uh, Battle of the Gods. So when like you you unlock the super super sane gods form and you're suddenly incredibly more powerful now and that and that was pretty cool i liked i liked how it implemented that into the game and then the second dlc is off the second film that came out which was resurrection f resurrection f yeah so like long story short freezer gets resurrected has a new form you need to get a form beyond super sane god which is not confusing at all, at all. Um, I refuse to call it this name. I really hate it. It's silly. Um, so the Super Saiyan God, and then in this film you unlock Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan. So you you, it's going. It's being a Super Saiyan with the power of a Super Saiyan God. I don't know why they didn't just call it like Saiyan God or something. Well, in, really the, in the anime, they just call it Super Saiyan Blue now. Well, now they do. Because, like, Weezer's was like, I think we should come up with, like, a bad name. Because, like, mm. S-S-G-S-S sounds too long. Um, so instead of being red, you're now blue. Uh, it's anime. It's, it just gets wild, so. Um, That's it. They've got to have as many transformations as possible. So they can sell all them toys and trading cards. GT was more simple, but we'll we can go on like a we can make an anime podcast at some point. Um, no, we can't. we'll leave it at that. Well, <laughs> Mark, maybe not. Maybe I've understood the past five minutes of words that have just come out of your mouth. That's okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so finish that, and that, some of the the fights with Vegeta, Vegeta, the fights with Freezer as your Vegeta, and and at some point as Goku were actually really difficult. They, they do start becoming really challenging, so. Mm. I'll give it that. Yeah, pretty much done from the game. Other than there's one more DLC that's coming out late this year, um, so I'll I'll wait for that and start. What's, that what's the DLC? Do, do you know um, what it is? It's based on the. Is the tournament time- of power? Oh, no, it's based on the future right? timeline with Trunks. Oh, the Zamasu arc and Goku Black. Well, but it's not. He's not black. <laughs> I don't know, cause like they've not done, they've not gone into super territory yet. It's it's just kind of the films, and then I think this is just separate for just trunks. 
Oh, right, okay. So it could just be like an explanation. So is it kind of like a prequel to what um, Well, it's it's actually... It's based on Trunks's training by Gohan to defeat um, Android 17 and 18. Oh, no, they can't do that. Well, they can, because they've, saw, they've never explored the, that part. There was a filler episode when the androids ganged up on Gohan when he had one arm, and... It was devastating. I cried. I, d- I can't do this again. So terrible, terrible. Yeah, just terrible. That that pants and androids. Um. <laughs> so yeah, go wait for that to come out. I'll go through that then. The only other ge- the, well, the final game I should say that I've started playing or coming back to platinumed already, and not platinumed. <laughs> uh. Although I, I I think I would like to because I've really enjoyed it is um, Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm. So I decided after I'd finished Dragon Ball, I was like, right, what's like the next kind of single player game that I've started? I did enjoy it, but I kind of stopped for whatever reason. I'd like to go back to and now finish it. And that was kind of the next game on my list where I, it's it's made me. Um, Regret my decision in the uh, PlayStation exclusives that I made. Ooh. Because now I've finally gone through it and I'm getting towards the end. I'm like, actually, I think I'm really enjoying this a lot more than I did Uncharted 4. Um, as much as I think Uncharted 4, story-wise, is still better, um, I didn't really give enough credit for, for this game's story and where it's gone. And I've, I've actually really enjoyed like discovering the world that like Aloy's in. Um, and like, figure, like find all the different tribes where they've come, what's their motives in the game, and really kind of what happened civilization to get to this point in uh, in well in the horizon, I suppose. And uh, and finally figure out what does zero dawn mean. Um, but that's spoilers, so I won't say much on that. But it's just a really beautiful game to look at. Like I still I still feel like on an art graphic kind of point i feel i feel like it's the best looking playstation 4 game easy but just like everything about it like gameplay wise it's so good the different i think the the thing that i did the first time around i didn't utilize a lot of kind of the weapon system of the game i didn't really um mix it up a lot i was like just kind of using the the default kind of bone arrows and the fire arrows and stuff and that um but being but having then now come back and on all the different weapons and like figuring out all their uses and whatnot it's actually like a lot of fun just being able to just take down a a thunder jaw um which is like the t-rex equivalent in the game which it's just so much fun absolutely enjoyed it and I'm, i'm getting pretty close to the end now so can't wait to complete it and then platinum it (laughs) probably not new game it though there is separate achievements for new game it's like complete a new game on like ultra hard like i'm already struggling on normal <laughs> don't 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 dog souls me all of a sudden <laughs> i need to go through the dlc as well because apparently the dlc is good as well so yeah that, that's all i've been playing shall we have a question it's been a, a long question. time what's one of those yeah <laughs> topical one. Ooh, topical Okay. Okay. So, what is your favorite gaming Easter egg? Ah, <laughs> because it's Easter. Yeah. 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 
See see what we did there. See see what we yeah. We are hip and on topic. Shall I start? Go on then, Mark. If you want. Just to be honest, I I haven't been able to pick one. I like to just pick it but a bunch. <laughs> to be quite honest. So <laughs> So basically I've just I've just gone run, run through so like some of my favourite from the GTA PS two games. Oh yeah. Because they had some really good ones. So oh, in GTA always have fun ones. Yeah. So in GTA three there was like a wall in a car park that, and as soon as you jumped over it, it said there was a sign on the wall that said that you weren't supposed to be able to get here, you know. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you could. I'm, I'm assuming uh, you get over by like nefarious means. Like you yeah, were I, meant I can't, to actually go. Yeah, I can't, I can't quite remember how you got there to be honest, but I just remember that sign. Uh, and then in Vice City, um, there was an actual Easter egg. An actual egg. So if you went on top of really? a building... Yeah, so if you went, there's a, a building you could get into, and then you could jump towards another building, but you would face through the wall, uh, and you would yeah. find yourself in a room, and there's an egg on a pedestal in the room, and it just says Happy Easter <laughs> on the egg. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that was pretty that's cool. And cool. uh, then in the San Andreas, on top of the, you know, the um, the thing that was represents the Golden Gate Bridge. I can't remember what yeah. the bridge was called in the game. But on top of that, there was a sign that said, there are no Easter eggs here. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> but then there were like continual Easter eggs that ran throughout the series. So there was like, mm. um, obviously the moon. So if you shot the moon with a sniper. Oh, rifle, it got bigger and shrinks. smaller. Yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. starts shrinking or getting bigger. I've seen, yeah, I've seen that one. Uh, one of the ones that I remembered off the top of my head is the, um, in the Constellation Stars, the, there was the Rockstar logo. I, don't know if I you didn't know it. about that one. Yeah, really? yeah. So I think it was in all three of them. Well, it might not have been the first one, but it was definitely in City and San Andreas, I'm sure of it. Oh. So there's like a so you know the, the obviously they are and then yeah. it's got the, yeah, the star. Yeah, with the, star. the thing representing the star was brighter. Right, I'm about to crack San Andreas on after mm. this and go and check. Yeah. yeah. That was quite nice. Mm. I've got one more, but it's from a completely different game. And uh, it's oh. uh for Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater. And there's a boss battle with uh, a sniper called The End. Now, he's a very, oh, old, I know it. yeah. he's a very old man. A very old man. And if you couldn't really bother to actually do the boss fight, there was a way to actually get around it. Oh, does he die? <laughs> well, what you could do is, like, if you just, like, stop playing the game and then you just put the clock forward ah, by right. about a year or so. <laughs> You go back into the game and he's just died of old age. That's amazing. Yeah, it's just like great. It, it was he, he was probably like my favorite boss in in that game because there was so many different ways how you could actually like um, go around to it. So there was like there's there's just, a moment just tactical, weren't it? it really yeah. Good. So there's actually a moment as well in in the game earlier where you you see him like in a wheelchair yes. and like I know a dog. Yeah. And there's a way to actually not fire him at all. Then, mm. like, you've got, like, a few seconds after the cutscene ends yeah. to, if you could snipe him before he, like, kind yeah, of... Before he escapes away. The... Yeah. Yeah, you're like, you kill him there, and then the, the, the point at where you should actually actually fight him, you, just, <laughs> you just walk through and just... Yeah. It's like a normal area. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Um, oh, it was so funny. Uh, yeah, that's, that's me, so... Go on, mm. Matt. Me. What's your uh, well, I, I'm pretty much in the same boat as you. Is that I I couldn't 
really pinpoint one that was like my absolute favorite but there's quite a few that um i i had to look up and remember that was like oh yeah that was, i remember that that was actually pretty cool as an easter egg so um funnily enough i didn't have this i don't have i didn't have this on my list but you talking about gta easter eggs reminded me of one i think it was in gta 4 so um their version of statue of libby Ah, I know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. If you if if you got to a certain point on a on a platform, Statue of Happiness, I think it was Statue called. Of Happiness, yeah. <laughs> uh, and you go off like off the helicopter, you managed to kind of land roughly in this area and whatnot. You could go inside and start climbing up this lad- yeah. long ladder, and then when you I'd got say, to the top, this was it was a weird Easter egg. <laughs> it was a bit weird, yes, yeah. Well, you got you climbed up the ladder, got to the top of this platform, and then you you could see like the heart of happiness. Like an actual being yeah. art in the statue. Uh, it was strange, so weird. I didn't mm. didn't understand the reference. It's <laughs> like okay, it's just one of those rock star things, I suppose. A few a few of us uh, that I enjoyed. So I can't remember which Elder Scrolls game it's in. I think I'm pretty sure it's Skyrim because like nine times out of ten, it's normally Skyrim that have Easter eggs. Actually, two from two from Skyrim. That was just reminded. I mean, I'm gonna, this is gonna be a long list. So there's one. Uh, I forget which town it is or which city. Well, it'd be town. But you can find like um like a just like a hay just, just like a pile of hay somewhere. Um, there's underneath this kind of tall building, and next to it there's just kind of like a dead guy in like assassin's robes, um, which plays off obviously the Assassin's Creed series of always been able to nail that hay bale jump and somehow surviving. <laughs> um, unfortunately, this one didn't, which was uh, God rest his oh, Um Yeah. Another one that I've just actually remembered about Skyrim is, I want to say it's in White Run, but I could be wrong. Um, but one of the like general shops you can go into, on the shelf, there's, um, there's like a, a wheel of cheese, uh, and then along it is like pellets of um, I think it's garlic, is it, or onion or something like that. Mm. And it's meant to represent Pac-Man. I think uh, it's Markarth, cool. but yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, I know. I know what you're about. Which is really cool. That's that's kind of fun to uh, to find that. Um, outside of Skyrim, uh, free that I actually really enjoyed. So there's <laughs> this is going to be a long list. There's one in um, Batman Arkham Asylum that no one found for points oh, I've yeah. read. Yeah. No one found this Easter egg for about six, seven months until the developers had to come out <laughs> and say, hey guys, you missed this. Mm. <laughs> so there's there's like there's a wall in the warden shop's office, and it's a very specific point. Like you have to be like pixel. Yeah. Perfect. You have to. I think you have to put. I think it's like three, three, three of the spray proximity bombs on it. Yeah. Um, and when you activate it, it opens up a secret room, and in that room, it's got blueprints for Gotham City with like the logo Arkham all over it. And so this was like the tease for like the next. Yeah, Batman tease for game. Arkham City. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like, who would? ever find that like it's a, a sp- part of me though thinks was this a patched afterwards 
I don't. I don't know if it was there from the start. I don't know if they mentioned if it was a patch or if it was. It's been in this game ever since mm. it was released. I know because I would have thought someone would have found it. You think so, wouldn't you? You think damn miners? Yeah, things like that would be would find that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, then Which again, was damn mining popular back in then? What was it, two thousand nine or something? Like that? Don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But it would be funny if they came out actually we patched it and then like yeah. they were like, "Hey guys, you missed this." Just the day uh, before that, he was announced. The yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thing is, I think we actually knew about Arkham C before this as well we like kind of knew there was something about us you know what they're going to do with gotham c so that was kind of fun um another easter egg that i like is in borderlands 2 um so there's an area that's called uh, the i think it's the uh, caustic caves it's, it's quite a toxic kind of area but um and it's all kind of got mines and stuff and that around it and at one point um, I think it's like the far left, far left corner of the map, something like that. You can there's, there's this pathway that you can jump along and stuff, and suddenly you start seeing a familiar set of blocks that are from a particular game that you can mine into, and once you come into it, you start you're in like a spawn area of creepers from Minecraft. Of all things. <laughs> uh, and you start battling these like creepers and stuff. And suddenly there's this massive badass one that you have to defeat. But it'll always drop like um, a loot of like a, a, a Minecraft block face for a character. Which is kind of cool. So that's fun. That's a fun little area to fight. And then uh, one of the ones that I picked up on was in Fallout New Vegas. So and you, can only, you can only find this. There's quite a few Easter eggs. If you take the a perk early on in the game when you create your character, so the perk is called like Wild Wasteland, and like random stuff can happen depending on where you are. It's mostly Easter egg stuff, like you'll find a crashed UFO or something, or or there's like just weird stuff happens. But there's there's a one point, so between like your starting town that you're in and then like the next town you really realistically go towards, you kind of go along the road, you get kind of told to go towards there um you'll find a um you'll find like a, um, a refrigerator uh on the ground somewhere it looks a bit nuclear as as it's been in a nuclear post-apocalyptic world uh and you find a certain skeleton in there um with a particular recognizable hat mm. okay, uh, i know where you're going here that may or may not belong to um, a certain archaeologist from a certain Spielberg film series called Indiana Jones. Mm. Uh, so basically, it was, it was a play on uh, it was Indiana Jones the and Crystal Skull. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Where uh, in yeah in India has like the bright idea of oh the nuke's going to hit this fake town. I know how to survive it. I'll just go into this fridge. Mm. As it blows up, it's like I don't think what happened in that film is entirely realistic. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, it was a bit unfortunate for Mister Indy in, the, in New Vegas, unfortunately. But yeah, those, those are some of my favorite Easter eggs. What about you, Nathan? Yeah. So um, firstly, on to 
um, physical eggs that you can find within a game. Um, so when I first got my Xbox 360, a game that I really loved playing off of the Xbox Live Arcade was uh, Marble Blast Ultra. Honestly, if they could port that to like mm. some of the newer consoles, I'd be so happy to re-download <clears throat> to re-download that again. That'd be amazing. But yeah, on diff- on certain levels, you could get these Easter eggs that you can find. So you'd they basically some of them would be under the map. So basically, if you've not played Marble Blast Ultra before, it's basically you you are the marble and you've got to traverse through levels as this marble. Mm. And some of the Easter eggs to get them, you'd have to throw yourself off the level and somehow, somehow curve yourself under the level to get these eggs. I mean, it was insane where some of them were, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so the, the, I like them because they are eggs. Um, the <laughs> Another one, um, an Easter egg in Gears of War. So this was on the one of the multiplayer maps. And um, if you kind of caught the light properly in a building, you could see somebody dead on the toilet. And <laughs> that, I'd like okay. to think that they thought about maybe Elvis because um, <laughs> he died on the toilet. So I just thought that was a really quite a funny one there. Another one, this is quite a blatant one, but I'll, I'll mention it anyway. So this is on The Last of Us Part Two, where you see the PS3 and you get games there like Uncharted. And um, mm-hmm. when you see the PS3 in this library, um, you get to like a power generator. And I, I was hoping and praying that, oh, this is going to switch the PS3 on. I'm going to be able to play Uncharted. Like I've never played Uncharted before, but I'll, I'll give it a go. But yeah, sadly, it didn't turn the PS3 on, and I couldn't use it. That would have been a really cool thing, though, if they managed to emulate the PS3 within The Last of Us Part 2. That would just be amazing, mind-blowing. Another Easter egg is in um, Wolfenstein The New Order. Um, so... BJ Blazkowicz, he has a dream at one point, but in his dream, he's playing the original Doom. Um, so I thought that was a cool one. Was um, it Doom or was it the original Wolfenstein? Sorry, sorry the original Wolfenstein. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they do it's get like, compared a lot. Original Doom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, you played the original cool. Wolfenstein. Yeah. That is a really cool one. Um, I'd never played the it, original before. It, it happens in um, Wolfenstein, the New Order. And then, uh, was it the sequel as well? Is it the new Colossus? New Colossus. Yeah, because yeah. I think in there, there's... I can't remember, I might get... I'll probably get this switched up. I think in the first one, you, you go to sleep, and then you dream, you play in Wolfenstein. And then I think in the second one, I think there's... Um, it might be the same thing, actually, because like, the hub world that you're in, little, like... Um, oh, the ship. Sub, yeah, the submarine ship thing. I think you can do the same thing. You can go to your bunk bed, sleep, and then suddenly you're in like an, another level of Wolfen, like the original Wolfenstein. I want to be able to do the one where you fight the Robo um, Hitler. <laughs> the Robo Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> like the final boss. I just want to take on Robo Hitler. <laughs> mm. um, yeah. Yeah, but that's that's a cool one as well. A nice little yeah, um, homage that's, back that's to the nice. original. Yeah, definitely. Um yeah, and I think that's about it. Oh, wait a minute. There's one more visual one that I've got. So, <laughs> everybody praised Spider-Man for what a beautiful game it was. But there's this one guy in a boat that looks absolutely hideous. And I'll show him to you now. That. So, if you manage to find him, that's what he looks like. So, that was on the first game. 
Um, but in making the second game, they decided to put a little message towards that one. So it says, um, did you miss us? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, we missed you. Um, but I just think that's really cool um, that they saw that and decided to put something in the next game about it. Just, well, because you talking about Last of Us Part 2 is actually reminding me of one last Easter egg that I actually found quite funny. Nope, you've had enough now. <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, I'm going I'm to mention it. Um, so there's a, there's a one point where you um, it's really early on. This was, um, you're playing Ellie with Dina and you end up in one of, like, one of the outposts or whatnot um, that you need to turn the power on and stuff. Um, and as you kind of go, I think it's downstairs and you kind of find the the power and stuff or like where this person's been sleeping. There's there's one, let's say, adult video that's laying around um, that has a very Easter egg tile that rhymes with Crash Bandicoot. And that's as much as I'm going to say for PG reasons. <laughs> uh, but I just thought it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, shall we move on to the video game Wall of Fame? Yep. Transition. <laughs> this is where we take an in-depth look at a game of high-quality historical importance and induct it into our pantheon of games we feel deserves special recognition. Our inducting this episode was released in 1998 for the Sony PlayStation. Developed and published by Konami, it's Metal Gear Solid. Snake! We finally did it. What a game. What a game. I remember, I remember getting this in 98 and it just blew my mind. It was like nothing I'd ever played. Mark's mind, bro. Just the cinematic nature of it. It's just like mm-hmm. if you were playing a film. That's what you were doing. Yeah, I think there's something Absolutely. ridiculous like four hours of like dialogue and cutscenes. It's insane. So a group known as Foxhound have taken over a nuclear weapons disposal facility on the island of Shadow Moses in Alaska. And you play Solid Snake, a stealth operative sent in to rescue two hostages and determine whether the group have the capability to launch a nuclear weapon. Which it turns out they, they do. Mm-hmm. Mm. This thing called Metal Gear Rex. What name? Yeah. <laughs> Impressive looking robot though. Oh yeah, I'd love to have like a, like a figurine of it. Mm. I thought you were going to say I'd love to have a, a weapon like that. <laughs> well, yeah, true. That, that as well, you know. So you, you've only played this recently, haven't you, Nath? Yeah. I'll start with what I liked about it. Um, I, as it started, I thought the music was really cool. And I, I really liked it. Music's yeah. really, yeah. For, for someone like um, back in 98 on a PlayStation, like mm. uh, easily the, some of the best music um, that console has. Yeah, definitely. Um, as I got into the game, I think for me, I don't know whether it's because I never played it originally, but I I found it to be quite a, a fairly steep learning curve. I don't know how many times it took me to complete that first level, um, but basically, as you start, you've got to try and get past these these guys to get to this lift. And as you get to the lift, um, somebody comes out of it, and that's uh, the person that always used to get me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, and I should have just done what I was told because as soon as I started hiding and being stealthy, yeah. Um, yeah. I, d- I decided to, um, well, I'd, I got further in the game, which is good. Um, well, that's the thing about yeah. this, though, isn't it? It's like it goes against all your, your instincts you expect from games. 
Mm. Is that he actively encourages you? Yeah, you want to start like get involved in violence. Yeah, you want to start in like a firefight, really, don't you? But it's like the game is very punishing. That like, no, that's not what you should be doing. You're gonna get killed. Well, I'll say, I mean, even (laughs) if you do get the drop on somebody and start hitting them and stuff, they can. There's always somebody else there that they alert. And they've got guns, <laughs> so you're screwed if you You've try got a tranquilizer and go head point. to head with them. <laughs> you can't kill anyone. Yeah, I don't think that's anyone. it. You could, like the way I knocked people out, I could knock them out, but they were only knocked out for a, like a few seconds, and then they were back up on the on the beat again. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I quickly found that I needed to be more stealthy in the way that I played the game because going head first into it just did not work whatsoever. Um. But I, I think it's it's fun. I mean, once I got my head around that, I need to be stealthy, and that's that's the mindset that I needed to get in. Mm. I think it's aged fairly well. I mean, yeah, you, some of the graphics are a bit meh, but well, I think in at, terms at of the like time. the gameplay, yeah, at the time I think this is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, like just to say it's twenty three years old, it's fantastic. Um, I liked how um, I liked the dialogue between everybody as well, the way that they did it. Because um, when I, I didn't know anything about the game when I was coming in, so I thought, oh, it's going to be um, that I'll need to read a load of text boxes and stuff. And um, I'm not really into that thing, um, reading. Um, <laughs> so I was pleasantly surprised when I found that you could like use like your, your phone or whatever it is to um, kind of have conversations. Yeah, yeah that's it. it. So that was good. But yeah, I think the gameplay itself holds it really well. It's like I'd say it's I'd say it's more 2.5D in terms of the way that the levels are broken up um, at points. But it mm. was uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it, and um, it's like you're in the middle of like a yeah, a spy film, which is great. Well, that's pretty much what Kojima was kind of going for at that point, wasn't he? Like, he, I think this was like the first game he made where it's like you got to flex his cinematic muscles and be able to like make a film out of a game that he's mm. always wanted to do but yeah like I, I i think when i first played this i was i was quite overwhelmed at like the aspect of like the whole how you had to play um you gotta be incredibly stealthy early on like there's no getting into gunfights or whatnot it's pretty much kind of um, memorize enemy, you know, pathing. Um, yeah. Know when they come in. Know kind of, you know, if, if you do alert them, kind of where to go to hide and go under those vents and stuff. That that was fun. It was just the details that it's like, you know, when you get you after you've got through that first bit, and then you you're outside and the helipad helipad bit. It's just mm. like and then you walk on the snow. Whose footprints are these? Yeah, and then the guy starts following the footprints. It's just like at that time, yeah. it's just like, oh right, I can I can lead him astray. No, yeah, that's really good detail because like you can start going like in an eight figure, and they'll start following in the eight figure, yeah. even though you're like you're standing there in front of him, like hello, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. stop following the footprints. I'm right here, um, and like being able to like um, press yourself against the walls as well, and like yeah, the camera changes. The walls, and they're like, mm. what noise was that? Yeah, that then, when like, the camera changes when you're against the wall. That oh yeah, quite impressive as well. Yeah, no, it's pretty good because it's, it's almost like a almost precursor like a third person camera, isn't it? In effect. Yeah. Um, that was good. There's just like uh, there's so much freedom to get from A to B and like what you can do 
and like for something like that in 1998 it was like incredibly impressive like so much yeah. so many different ways we were just them. used to more linear style games at, at that point just the first first part up until you get to I'm trying to think what the, kind of the first major plot point is. i think it's you meet meryl isn't it i think was one of the first big ones well you come against the darpa chief Donald Anderson. That's it, Dob Chief, yeah. So the whole point was to find Dob Chief first. That was like the first objective and find out where he's located. So this Dob Chief guy informs you about the Metal Gear project. Basically, it's like this walking bipedal tank thing. And then there's the guard outside. Guard Johnny. Who's a bit of a, Johnny, he's, he's a bit yeah. of a recurring character in the Metal Gear series. He's Easter, Easter, Easter egg hole in himself. <laughs> yeah. But he's, he's, he's dumb. We'll, we'll say that. Yeah. This is a bit weird because you're clearly having a chat. So Snake and this Darpa chief are clearly having a chat. And then he's walking outside. And then he just, instead of like barging in and shooting Snake, he just opens the the thing on the door and says, shut up, will you? It's like, who do you think he's talking do, to? Do you not know <laughs> if I recall, this might be incorrectly, do, did they have the whole chat via codec? So it's... No, they just studied there. So, oh, yeah. I found... I found that a bit weird. The guy that you were talking to seems to like usher him away and he just walks off. That's oh, how God. I read it anyway, yeah. Oh, hey. I'm just having a friendly chat with this man in this car. <laughs> but then obviously Meryl's in the cell next door. Mm. Doing sit-ups yeah, she... or whatever. Yeah. Uh, she escapes, knocks out Johnny, takes his uniform, and then there's the, the brilliant bit <laughs> where Snake comes out of the door and Mel's pointing the gun, and he looks over, and he's just Johnny, Johnny naked just like, on the floor, yeah. with his ass in the air. <laughs> just like, what? Um, what did you do to this man? <laughs> yeah, there's an odd sense of humour at parts of it. Uh, if I was going to criticise the game for one thing, I'd say its its portrayal of its female characters isn't the best. Or particularly the way Snake speaks about Well, yeah. I did think that some of the dialogue was suspect. Yeah, it's like, how, how many sexual harassment... Solid Snake, Snake is a sexual predator. Yeah. <laughs> and basically, this is like a gratuitous shot in there when Meryl leaves, and it's just of her backside. Mm. Yeah, just like, it's just Snake's just like, ooh, that ass. Yeah. <laughs> I'll remember that ass later in the game. <laughs> That's actually a plot point. Uh... Yeah, it is. <laughs> There's a literal plot point. Um, yeah, so yeah, so it's like you get to that point and then Snake's all about having to find... No, no, no. Is it? He has to find Baker, doesn't he? Because he's yeah, like Kenneth the Baker. guy with the... Um... Is he like a... The arm stick president. The arms, yeah. Arm stick president. So I, I remember specifically the room kind of before you kind of sort of find him was quite difficult because uh, a lot of it was just like trapped Trap door. Uh, yeah, the trap, trap doors. doors. Yeah. Uh, they they were fun. No. <laughs> like as soon as you heard that like little click, one of once you've yeah. stepped on the floor, you're like yeah. oh well, that's me. Go. <sighs> but well, I like the way you got out of the room. The C four on the walls. You have to look. Yeah, carefully. that's clever. You know, yeah, there's there's a clever little thing about it. Um, so to to find, um, I suppose the secret entrance into the room where where Baker is. Um, you have to go along the walls and start knocking, mm. like doing the knocking stuff. Obviously, it's a bit it's a bit dangerous to do that because there's guards in the room. So if you haven't taken them out, you start alerting guards and whatnot. But once you start hearing like a kind of a more of like a hollow 
knock. That's like that's the part of the wall you need to blow up. I thought it was quite clever. Kojima's good with those little details and stuff in his games. Like, so then you get into the uh, the bit with the Armstead guy, and he's tied up with all the C4. Yeah. This is, where, of course, where you come against Revolver Ocelot for the first time. Revolver Ocelot. Favourite villain in games. Amazing. Love him. Yeah, he's definitely one of my favourite villains. Especially at least this this iteration of him, I think. But th- this boss fight's quite annoying, though. Well, the ricochet was. Yeah. So basically, it, it feels like he's just running around this Armstead bloke who's tied up. Whilst he's, constant, he's constantly making this... Ugh. <laughs> oh yeah, you, that's all he you, does. You can shoot him as well. We like, yeah. From, uh, yeah. You can shoot him quite a few times actually while I'm dying. He's just like, it's, it's like you and Ocelot are just like continually just going around these pillars, just like chasing each other. And you, obviously, you, and because he's a, you know, he has a revolver, you have to wait until he's reloaded because he's got like a reload counter, mm. and then you're supposed to shoot him at that. But, shots. Yeah. Six shots is all I need. That might be a different metal game actually. I'm probably quite. <laughs> Uh, speaking of innuendos, Revolver Ocelot came out with one in this boss fight. I don't know if you heard it. But he said, there's nothing like the feeling of slamming a long silver bullet into a well-greased chamber. Well, <laughs> The man likes his revolver. Doesn't <laughs> mm, he indeed? Yeah. Two uh, revolvers in this one as well, wasn't it? He had double revolvers. Yes. Well, well, no, because something happens in this fight. That means he's... Well, no, dur- I mean, during the fight, he has double revolvers. After the end of the fight, he doesn't he, have double revolvers anymore. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, some mystic ninja bloke turns up. Mm, Chops his arm off. Invisible ninja. Mm. With a samurai sword. Chops cyborg, his arm off. cyborg ninja. Cyborg. And then he just runs off, basically. Yeah. But what, what I like is that this was the first occasion where... We'll come on to this a bit later, I'm sure. But this is the first bit where it sort of blurred the game and reality. Because the Armstead president, he, he says to you, like, uh, uh, you need Merrill's codec number. You'll find it on the back of the box. Yes, yeah. And, like, if you think, you're thinking, what, what box? What are you in about? What box? But it actually meant the actual case for the game. <laughs> yeah, it's the only way you could find it without just well, going through the numbers. Yeah, and look on the back. Yeah, on the back. So is there a codec? Uh, a it's codec. like a codec conversation oh. screen. Yeah, with Merrill. Oh, yeah. That's what he's referring to. That's how you find a number. What? Yeah. That's insane. There's, there's, there's no way in the game that you can find it. Other than Do you reckon that was like a copyright thing, maybe? No, because you can I, still, I reckon still it's just Kojima being Kojima, isn't it? He's, he, he loves his hmm. outside-the-box fourth well, four wall breaking stuff. It's not, it's not the only fourth wall thing. Um, I did do a bit of research um, external to playing a bit of the game. And um, there's a bit of dialogue that you get if you use your codex with a mono um, television. I don't know if any of you have seen it, but they know yeah, that you're good. using a mono television instead of a stereo one. Okay. And and there's like a little bit of dialogue that goes on about <clears throat> you having a mono television, which is weird. Ah, I wonder if that's for a bit later on, maybe. <clears throat> there's someone with psychic powers who starts getting a bit crazy a little yeah, bit later we'll on. But we'll get to that. So basically, these two guys you've met so far, they both die under weird circumstances. Yeah, so yeah, so after your conversation with the dog chief, he starts having, I suppose, what's described as like a heart attack. Mm. Um, and then the same happens with Baker towards the end of talking with him. He just starts having a heart attack out of nowhere. Yeah. And it's it's not quite explained what's going on. Why, why does he seem 
seem like these guys seem to be having heart attacks quite conveniently. So then you got to travel up north, and uh, this is where you get to bit to the. So you go back to the hangar bit. I think it's the hangar. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got to do a laser field. That's invisible. Mm. Unless you've got the thermal goggles. Or you, could, or you the... could start getting into your snake's nasty habits. <laughs> yeah. Pull out his cigarettes. Which he smuggled in his stomach, Bowler, if you listen to the dialogue earlier. Yeah. 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 Oh, God. Notice that. Like, what... How, do you get him... How? How did he get him back out? Which way does he come? Well. <laughs> <laughs> well, who knows? That's a secret for another time. <laughs> you get outside and then you have another boss battle. A tank. Or a Vulcan Raven in a tank. Was this big, yes, Mr. Vulcan Raven. Big, massive dude who just likes ravens. That's what I I think he's got like a raven tattoo somewhere. Yeah, on his head. Yeah, on his forehead. On his forehead. Weird. So basically, he's just going to start chucking a few grenades into the top of his tank. Kill his little minions, but uh, you don't kill him, do you? No. Because you'll come across him a bit later. Well, yeah, um, I think this was also okay. I think it's the first time where you come across the minefield as well. You have to be like... Yes. You have to be careful where you, where you start running around otherwise. Yeah, if you had the thermal goggles, you could do it. And yeah, you, you'd be fine. There's a mine detector as well, isn't there? Yes, I think with we the should, mine detectors... That only showed it on the radar. Yeah, but I think, do you use that to be able to pick them up, or can you just... You, you, can, can, like, just, you can just crawl. crawl. Yeah. yeah. If you just crawl, you'll pick them up. Yeah, that's fine. So if, if you just crawl to get across the whole snowfield, you will have made it. But... While the tank's firing it. <laughs> yeah, you might want to avoid that. Possibly. So Snake now gets into the nuclear warhead storage facility. And this bit always confused me. Because, like, you were told you're not allowed to use your weapons in here. And that yeah, but the Dr. Na- yeah, Dr. Naomi Hunter, I think that's her name, isn't it? Who says, like, I've done something to your genes which prevents you doing something. To- so not- yeah, you can't the- physically pull yeah. out your gun. Or some story aspect. But then, yeah, so if you get spotted in it, that's it. <laughs> Weapons free for all guards. It's just like, they don't care. <laughs> they start firing, boom. Yeah. It's basically, you're not supposed to use the weapons in there because there's nuclear warheads in there. So that will leak nuclear material and cause an explosion or whatever. But yeah, no, guards don't care. It's just bang, bang, shooty, free shooter. Guards, huh? Yeah. So you work your way into a lift, don't you? And then you go to this, yeah. the bit with the, ele- the electrified floor. Yes, yeah. So I, I don't know if you pick it up around at this point, um, but you, you you make your way to eventually gain um, a weapon at some point that will help you. Yeah, the Nikita missile. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it was it. cool. Yeah. yeah, especially when you could go first person where you start then like really controlling yeah, cause, it. Cause, yeah, because basically this part, this bit, you've got to try and destroy the electric box, haven't you? That's electrifying yeah. floor. By sending yeah. this missile down it and controlling it around a bunch of corridors to then reach the, the box. I found this quite difficult. I think it's just the controls. It was if you, it was if you didn't realise about the first person thing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and there's another thing is like if you left it in one position for a second, the rocket speeds up. It speeds up, yeah. It gets like a speed boost. So sometimes it's just like you weren't expecting that. You just fly straight into a wall or something. Yeah, and then alert the guards like oh great. Yeah. Uh, you get through all that, and then you come across the the bloody corridor. Yeah, this is when Morgan Solid turns into a horror film. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. It's when you most... first, first walk through that door, it's like, oh, this is a bit scary, isn't it? It's a bit bloody, but yeah. ominous. It's, it's just like it's basically it's just like dead soldiers all over. 
this corridor and blood splattered all over the wall. And then it's you see it's the cyborg ninja guy you saw earlier. And is he is he like got somebody on like, on the end of his sword and he's holding up in the air or something like that? Because <laughs> um, he's invisible, Paula. I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, he, he does he does start invisible. I think I think you see. I don't know if it's if it's quite a guard is starting to back up and then gets skewered to the yeah. wall. Or if he's like already been held up, sort of thing. But yeah, it's a bit like, whoa, who's this guy? Like, don't want to mess with this boy. So basically, you've been heading towards this lab where uh, Doctor Hal Emmerich, aka Octagon, uh, he's that's his lab, and then obviously the Cyborg Ninjas after him, hmm. and he's let's just say uh, embarrasses himself, told Octagon, don't he? <laughs> he's crawling along the floor and sees himself. Yeah, he like starts crawling away and. Yeah. Um, just absolutely worse himself, which yeah, is that... probably a, a fair reaction to someone trying to murder you potentially. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Maybe I have a bit of dignity at least. <laughs> and then he just runs well, it out of the cupboard. Mm. No, he doesn't. Uh, so then you have this fight with the cyborg and injured, don't you? But this was quite a unique one. Is that you, you couldn't use your weapons? It was a fist fight only. If you pulled out your weapons, yes, you always deflected. Yeah, yeah, he always deflected bullet shots. So you had to be. You had to be quite creative uh, in this one, I think. Or it was just, it was more about timing, I think. Because at some point, then yeah. he'll. He's invisible for most of the fight. Yeah, he can't. There's he's like, like uh, there's an obvious. Yeah. yeah, there's like an ob- obvious shimmer somewhere. Yeah, yeah. That you know that, oh, he's there. So. Good fight, though. Really good little little boss fight. Did you know there's a, there's a PlayStation in the middle of his lap? An actual original PlayStation. That's an Easter egg right so, there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, it's, 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 it's a bit darker than it was in real life, but it's a PlayStation, yeah. Hmm. That he's just got in the middle of his lab. Oh, why not? Look out for that. That's that's how he tests out the uh, the the Rex. Just you know, he gets the controller out, starts moving around. So then, obviously, you get Ot- you, you you win the fight, and you get Otacon out of his his cupboard, and it turns out he's got stealth camouflage. So so these are like basically just makes you invisible. And then he, he just holds on to it. I'm just like, Otacon, no, give yeah. me that. I could use <laughs> yeah. that, not you. I'm the espionage guy. Yeah. yeah. But then he just runs off with it. I'm the so. tactical espionage guy. You meet Meryl again. Is it in the bathroom? She, well, she's got, is it like level four or five access to, to go further from where you need to go? Yeah. Um, and so the room that you end up in, um, Colonel... Oh, what's his name? Campbell. Campbell, sorry. Yeah. Roy General... Campbell. Roy Campbell. Was it like Colonel Campbell? Yeah, it's Colonel. Like Colonel, Roy Campbell. Colonel. Yeah. Uh, it tells you that like Meryl's got this, and the one way to um, be able to spot her out of the different soldiers was the way she walked. Yes. So if you yeah. can remember how she walked previously in the game, that was one way of spotting her. So you went around looking behind soldiers. Behinds to yeah. uh, see if you can find a slender figure. But the, or a yeah, she's going and she runs. <laughs> she, she runs into the. the, the yeah, toilet. so once you've spotted her, um, she runs into the. Was it men's or women's toilets? I think it's the men's. I think it's the women's. But if you're quick enough about it, you, you end up seeing her in an underwear, apparently. Which yeah. again is just another typical. Well, well it, it helps. The way this bit. game's going, that's the surprise. <laughs> 
it harkens a little bit back to an, to another Easter egg from Metal Gear when you're in the vents yes. before you meet yes. the DARPA chief. So as you go through the vents, you can see Meryl in her room. She's you know doing her push-ups that's and whatnot, and, yeah, yeah. and sit-ups. And then you can see the DARPA chief in his, and that's how you get into his room. I forgot what you meant to do. I don't know if it's like a certain code or if you have to wait for a certain amount of time. Um, I never activated it because I was an innocent child. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> YouTube videos told me. Um, you did a certain thing, and then when you went back to Meryl's um, room, she was in her underwear. It was like, yeah. how, how horny were the game developers making this game? <laughs> <laughs> then after all that, you go into this, well, there's like this ominous music play that you could hear. Mm. Yeah. Which was intriguing because it was like, it's like they could hear it in game. It was like, what's that music? Yeah, they could hear the music. Which is a bit weird. <laughs> She thinks to us it's just like some background music, but it's actually mentioned in game. Uh, you go into this room and it's well, you come across Psycho Mantis, don't you? Psycho Mantis, probably the what, most what a villain. one of the most memorable boss fights, not just in this but in gaming as a whole. Yeah, yeah, very, um, very unique. Uh, I don't think, I don't think any other really game is like done this or if they have it's like a parody clearly yes. inspired so this, by this so basically this was another thing where it was sort of like blurred reality and the game so basically yeah. it's like to begin with it depended on how well you'd played up to this point it would sort of like describe how you played so if you played well it'd be like oh you are very good at sneaking you are yeah and then all the times you might say oh you are very reckless <laughs> if you like, me if you've done it so badly <laughs> Yeah, I think that was probably me the first time around. So, well. <laughs> and then he reads your memory card. What? He does, yeah. yeah he, 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 obviously, this is back in the PS1 days. Mm. It would read your memory card, and if you had any other Konami games on it, you would mention make a mention of them. Right. Yeah. There's some really good ones. Like, there's one for like Castlevania. Yeah. Uh, there's one on, um, I think, Kojima's other game series they made. Is it Panzer Corps? I think um, it would just it would just make mention of these games, and you're like, "What?" <laughs> a memorable thing as well is that um, he the he would read how often you saved as well. <laughs> yeah. So if like if it'd been a while that he'd saved, he'd like mention like, "Oh, it's been a while since you've uh, <laughs> since you've saved a while," or like, "Oh, you you've <laughs> saved quite recently." It's it really it's very unique and like fun to to find out why you'd save like. <laughs> But it was like, oh, you doubt my power? Put your controller on the floor. He actually said that. Put your controller on the floor. Which seems a bit weird. Yeah. It's like, why don't I put the controller on the floor? Oh, I'll do it. And then he just no, like, it, right, right. It, he only does this, I think, if you have the dual shock. Well, that, sure. that makes just... sense. Otherwise, it'd be terrible if it didn't. Well, yeah. Because it wouldn't yeah. work. But it's like... Um, no, but it was, a, it was a unique thing with the dual shock, wasn't it? So, yeah. like, if you put your dual shock down, he would rumble it as those like he's yeah. controlling so basically he'd like throw his hands forward and then when he did that he would vibrate the pad and then he'd do yeah. it again with the other hand and then finally he'd just like do it double and I think it vibrated more then yeah but, I mean if you don't have it then it was a bit yeah. silly it seems trivial now come you know the way pad vibration is now but back then yeah. it was mind blowing well it quite literally <laughs> and then there was the, obviously then you start the fight with him and there's a bit where it cuts out it just goes to a yeah, black screen. Yeah, it just goes black. Oh, so you think it's turned your console off? Yeah. 
precursor to Arkham Asylum. <laughs> but yeah, like the the fight starts. Well, he initially takes control of Meryl, who yes. you have to like knock out. You could kill her at this point, actually. I think. You, I think you. Oh wait, no, I don't well, think you can. Well, you can't. It'd be game over. <laughs> with bullets. That's it. You can injure with real bullets or just knock her out. But yeah, as as like the fight kind of escalated after you knocked Meryl out. He, he just starts doing a lot of random stuff like black screen or you're doing some over the controller and he's doing like the reverse or something yeah. like he, he starts screwing over the controls um and you gotta figure out how to sort that out aren't you yeah you gotta figure out like how do you battle this guy who can read you what you're doing on your control basically so the the solution is you're gonna put your control into port two hmm Again, port 2 doesn't have the memory card, so he can't read it. Yeah. Again, blowing reality. I think when I get to that point, I'm going to put two memory cards in and see what happens. Uh, screw then. Who reads both? <laughs> yeah. No. Well, there's like a... Because he can go invisible and all that. You know, yeah. if, you, if you press triangle... He floats around and he can like block, yeah. telepathically block bullets as well. I think. So if you press triangle, obviously it's the first person usually. Is it? Is that right? Is it triangle? I think, I I think I you're right, yeah. But, then, like, but in this battle, when you do that, you see it through his eyes. So that kind of alerts oh, you to where he is. Mm-hmm. It's good. What, what a great fight. I, I'm, I'm trying to remember. I, I think it's after so long, because you, you'll get cold calls throughout the fight of like trying to get advice from, um, yeah. from Campbell and Mel, I think, is it? The, Mailing? The... Mailing this, sorry. Um, I think eventually, after a while, I think one of them comes up with the suggestion of, why don't you try and plug in plug your control into port two because yeah. you won't be able to read that at some point. Then that's the only way you find out, meant to find out how to beat him. Mm. But normally at that point you're probably lost. So. <laughs> yeah. Because he is difficult if you try and find him normally. I, I don't think you can actually beat him. If you don't plug into port two, I could be no, wrong. You, no, you probably won't. No, I don't, I don't think you can. It's it, it'd be massively difficult. I'd love to see if someone has done it, but but then once you do, once you plug into port two, it actually becomes kind of easy because mm. he can't read you, so his attacks aren't are a lot more predictable, and he doesn't go as invisible as much. So yeah, like once you beat him and you like you start learning his backstory and stuff, I I thought he was quite a sympathetic character. I, yeah. I felt really sorry. You end up like taking his mask off, and you just see all these like scars, and I think that some part of his face is like um, balled together, um, and learning his backstory and kind of what happened and how Liquid kind of saved him from himself. It's, it, it was some fair character. Really enjoyed him. Very good film. Uh, sorry. So you get through this, and you get to this bit with. It's like a long corridor, massive. And there's like this mine section at the start, and Meryl just mm. like walks straight through it. Just like, I'll show you the way to walk yeah, around these bikes. Yeah, long corridor, yeah. It's just like, what? How have you done that? And basically, in game, it's explained as that when she was taken over by Psycho Mantis, it gave her the ability to see where these mines were. But I just found that a bit, a bit weird. She could see the future, and she knew where the mines were, or something like that. Yeah, but she didn't see the future next, did she? Because then she's shot by Sniper oh, Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she's shot in the leg twice, and then one in the arm. And then yeah. obviously Snake's 
crying. Well, he's not crying about it, but he's like, Beryl, stop moving. So basically, the idea is that Sniper Wolf is trying to lure Snake out, and then you've got to leg it back through the entire game. You've got to this point to get a sniper rifle. Yeah. To then return. This was not a fun bit. <laughs> well, I forgot where it was. Is it um, is it one of the rooms in the hangar? Or is it one of the rooms um in the the trap floor rooms? I think it was one of those, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it's the trap room floor one. Yeah, you find there's like a level five room that you can open yeah. earlier, and then you find out you can't open it, and then you make it all the way back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then you got to run all the way back. Thankfully, it's slightly a bit easier. By this point, Mel's disappeared. She's not there anymore. Yeah, there's just like a blood stain. So you, you kill Sniper Wolf, or you think you have, and then you just get captured so easily. <laughs> So you just walk yeah, to open isn't it like you make it, you make it to like the end, end of the corridor. You go in and it's like, oh well, cool. Yeah, just as you're about to enter through the door, a couple of guards turn up, point his gun at you, and then Sniper Wolf just turns up. He's like, I, I, and I just shot you dead, like a zillion bullets. <laughs> but no, she, she's fine, absolutely fine. And then uh, one of the guards just whacks you over the head. He sparked out, and this has come to another infamous scene. Mm. To the infamous well, torture scene. Part of the game, at least. Yes, yeah. You'll, you'll have fun once you get this funny. <laughs> yeah. So basically, Revolve Ocelot, you, you you're tied to this machine thing. And mm. it runs electric current through it, I believe, or something like that. Yeah, it's like electric current that starts... It goes up and down uh, or something like yeah. that. So basically... It's you, so like you've got Voltage, to... Voltage, not velocity. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so... He sends this electric current through you, and you've got to mash the circle button to keep this bar from not depleting. Okay. And it becomes very strenuous. I hate <laughs> this. Absolutely destroyed. Wait, I don't press... like button mashing at the best of times. But if you press select, yeah. you would submit. Okay. Yeah, you could just submit straight to it. Does that change the game at all? It does. Yeah. Well, so at this that. point, it's, it's like, ooh. But basically, it's like, if you submit, Meryl dies. That's your thing. Okay. So basically, you mash the buttons and whatever happens, happens. Because uh, it's it only ends up to something at the the very end. That's the, the only thing. Yeah, I'll lead up to the end. But I, like, I, I do like the um, the prison cell that he puts you in. Like, h- how you escape from the prison cell. That's pretty cool. Well, there's a few different ways, wasn't there? Mm. Again, this is like the point where you, you've got a few different options. So, um, you, you'll, get, you'll get to this point if you've, A, you just made in the torture um, device straight away, or I think you you survive after I think it's like three rounds of it. I think uh, you have to go through three. Yeah, it's three two, or four. Three lots. I think it's three or four. It's dependent on which difficulty level you put it. But yeah. Ah right. I, ne- I never played more than normal, so I, I never tried the hardest one. Um, but yeah, if if you survive that point, then you'd get to this point where. You're in your, your cell room. You've got this guard who's like, it's Johnny again. <laughs> yeah, it's nice Johnny again. I mean, you're so got lucky you've got this terrible guard with you the whole time. But yeah, there's someone else in the cell with you, isn't there? Mm. The DARPA chief. He's there. He's dead. Right away. Yeah. That's pleasant. Beast. Yeah. But you start to realise that when you analyse his body is that there's been maggots all over his mm. dead body. Yeah. And strangely... Uh, so dead about a couple of hours. Yeah, Maggot shouldn't really be around his dead body yet. 
So why is that? Basically, you try and get out of this cell. But there's a, as you mentioned, there's a couple of ways of doing it. I mean, I like the one where you just hide under the bed. Yeah. So this, I like this, this Johnny guard is like he's a bit ill, so he keeps like running to the toilet. It's like so he runs to the toilet, and then you can just hide under the bed, and then he comes back and he's like, <gasps> "Where are you?" Where's so then he, then he run, comes he just, in. And yeah. Then... So then he just runs into the cell, and then you just <laughs> pop out and take him out. Yeah. But I have to say, my favourite one is if you wait long enough, then Otacon turns up, and he he's like, "Oh, that's." And also because like you're there thinking, oh, Otacon's gonna let me out. He, he doesn't. He just like gives you like a, a tin of something, and a bottle of ketchup. Mm. It's like, oh, I thought, I thought you were hungry. Oh no, this yeah, this is my favorite one. I'm an So basically, once Johnny runs off again, what you can do is you can lay on the floor and spray the ketchup bowl, and then it starts pouring out. So it looks like you're bleeding. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like you just bled to death. And then obviously, Johnny's a bit. Surprised by this and legs it in again, and then again you take him out. But don't like the fact that um, Otagon, when he came up, he says, like, I, 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 he refused to take out the guard. I was like, mate, you've got the stealth camouflage, kick yeah. him in. Could have been you used the ketchup to smash him over, Edwin. Yeah, could have easily just picked him up and just, like, just get whacked. But he's a wuss, he really is a wuss. Yeah, Argon's not very good. <laughs> yeah. So you bust out of there. And you're running up the uh, the communication tower of doom. Do you remember this? Yeah. Well, you pick up all your gear from the um, yes, from the torture, torture room. room. Yeah. Uh, and then you run up these what seems like an infinite <laughs> it amount just of goes stairs. Goes on and on and on, doesn't it? It's on and on. You start with I think you start with like a little firefight at the start of it, don't you? Somewhere. Yeah. It's like you go through a door and you're automatically spotted by a camera. A camera. You can't. Yeah. You can't avoid it. It's, it's it's a set piece basically, isn't it? It's just like there's no avoid. Yeah, so you get found out, so you have to like go through. I think at this point, I don't know where you pick it up, but you get like the assault rifle. Um, yeah, the, the famas. The famas, yeah. yeah, such a good good weapon. Mm. And so you just go up these uh, levels of stairs, just pretty much mowing down soldiers as you're trying to make yeah. your way. To so basically, the top. If, you just, if you just hold one direction, you just like it'll just take you up the entire stairs. But it just keeps going on and on and on and on. Why you find soldiers? <laughs> so he gets to the top of the tower, uh, and then that's when the hind D comes. Well, Liquid Snake. We never mentioned Liquid Snake, have we? No, he's like, he, he, and he's like, he's there pretty much right at the start. He, he pretty much come, comes in. He goes, "I'm going to get in this hinds now." Yeah. Uh, he didn't, say, but um, <laughs> guessing the hinds buggers off. Um, Takes down two like, F-16s. F-16s. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have to um, rappel down the tower as he's shooting at you. That was really cool. I like that bit. There, you have the battle with him in the tower, top of the tower. So this is where you get the stinger missiles. They're pretty cool as well. They're fun. They're pretty cool. Lock-on missiles. Yeah. But basically, you just spend most of that fight just running around this block that's in the middle. Yeah, you're <laughs> trying, trying to hide from his gunfire. You're hiding from his missiles and then you pop up and start hitting with missile and then you start the process over again. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, destroy that. Yeah, take him out. Hind falls, crashes, burns. Game over. No, 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 yep. no point. Uh, but then, so there's this this thing about this lift in this tower that won't move, and then it starts moving. Yes, yeah. And then like you and Otacon Ot- Ot- turns up because obviously he's got his stealth. Yeah, suit, so just turns so Argon had taken lift at this point, gone up. He was fine. Me, Snake. Um, you get on the lift because you're going down to the bomb and then at some point it just stops mm. 
and you're kind of wondering why and it starts saying about oh wait um, oh, the weight limit the weight limit's um gone over or something you're like wow snake's pretty much i don't, I don't remember snake point on too many pounds <laughs> since he's yeah tortured stretching that sneaky suit yeah unfortunately you find out well Otacon, probably a few yeah otacon conveniently tells you <laughs> That there was apparently yeah. five stealth prototype. I think it was five. Camouflage. Yeah, four or five. Yes, so like prototype stealth. That and he got one of them. them. And he said, oh, I was going to go back and get one for you. Why but didn't you got... just give it to me when I was in the lab with you earlier in the game? I don't <laughs> yeah. know. But... Just greedy. Plot yeah. convenience, that's what it was. Then it's, it's, like, it's like, oh, the people are in their lift with you. These are the guys who've got the stealth suits. Yep. So then you've got to try and like battle these invisible people. On the small platform. <laughs> yeah, this tiny little platform. <laughs> Which is annoying. Which is darker, you can't really see what's going on. Yeah. But, yeah. So you get to the bottom, and then yeah, you come across your second fight with Sniper Wolf, don't you? Yeah, you come back outside, and... Uh, I don't know the if you snow... go... Do you go straight in the fight? I think you do. No, you, well, you get you. blocked initially, don't you? To shoot you. She shoots you first, and then you run and... You just run and kneel in the middle of the field, which makes no sense whatsoever because she's still got a, a crosshairs trained on you. So that's, that's, it, not, yeah. that's still not yeah. a smart move to do, Snake. But all right, let's see <laughs> I've been shot. Let me just go closer to you. <laughs> yeah. So then you obviously you've got to have another sniper pound. But because you're out in the cold, it affects your aiming a lot more. So this is where you have to, have the, it, yeah. you have to have the diazepam. Yeah, so, the, uh, so the drug that steadies your aim. That's quite a good fight. Quite like that. So you. Knock her off, and then uh, oh, but this is the thing that Otacon's in love with her, isn't it? Yeah, he's falling, he's falling in love with her. So he was like very reluctant for you to have this battle, he's wanted to like stop it both of you. But it was always gonna happen, wasn't it? Come on, (laughs) what are you thinking, Otacon? Was it also just I don't know if it's just a little bit before the fight, but there's a there's the whole part with like the wolves, and you have to like. Yes. Get through, and it's difficult because the wolves are like absolute mm. savages. Like they'll kill you pretty quickly. Yeah. But I think you is it. I think it's you. You meet back up with Archon at some point. Yeah. And he gives and he you, gives you uh, a handkerchief with Sniper Wolf's smell scent on, on it, it. Yeah, or yeah. Per yeah. scent or perfume or something. And this like obviously catches the nose of the wolves if you've got it out, and they're like, and they stop attacking you. Yeah. So that's fact, they, they start loving you because they actually start showing like yeah. hearts. Oh, hearts yeah. Unless you punch <laughs> one and then that's it. <laughs> yeah. All bets are off there. Oh, oh, game over now. Don't care if you've got the center out. Don't surprise me. So, um, yeah, so I think you wait, you make your way through them and then I think that's when the whole sniper fight starts. Then. Yeah. Is yeah. it? I think so. Uh, but then, obviously, at the end of that battle, Otacon starts whining, you know, crying and all that. Yeah. She dies. And then, uh... Should have been giving that soon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what you get for not yeah, giving me the camouflage that... earlier. Ooh. And then you go off to the, have another boss fight. It's like they're coming thick and fast these boss fights. So you meet Falcon Raven again mm. in the freezer. In the freezer, yeah. So it's like a He's large... completely shirtless, massive large man with a massive large. I thought this was gun. quite. This was quite a scary fight. I found. I don't know why. I think it's because he's he had such a massive field of view. He's oh like, yeah, he's got a massive field. It's basically it's like a grid thing, isn't it? So it's just like yeah, you about... you're flying in between like tanks of like well, it's like know, uh, containers, that kind of thing. 
That's it, yeah. Um, he's just got his massive minigun to shoot you, don't we? Oh, yeah. Yowch. Oh, it hurts if you get hit. Absolutely hurts. And then uh, the f- the more you damage him, he suddenly starts speeding up and proper legging it around it. That's quite scary. So you have to take him out with your Nikita missiles by trying to get around his back. Yeah, you got to fire, fire these missiles around him. And then he tells you something very interesting about the DARPA chief. Yeah. Mm. He so ain't not, no DARPA chief. <laughs> no, he ain't no DARPA chief. He's a guy called Decoy Octopus. Mm. A master of disguise. Yep. Da, da, da. And then he mentions something called Fox Die. Mm. Fox Die. What could that be? You go into the, uh, the Blast Furnace. Oh. oh Hold on. It. He needs to put in Disc 2. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Disc, disc 2. two that's when you get to the blast furnace. <laughs> well, actually, no. Is is the blast furnace before the thing you fight the Raven fight? Mm, it might be actually because do uh, so at some point because I actually thought after the sniper wolf fight that's when you get to the blast furnace. That's where this two comes in because mm. that's where you enter in. And I think so at, at some point uh, you go through the blast furnace. I think you is this when you get to at some point you get to the hangar of. Metal Gear. Metal Gear. And you get uh, a key. A key that yes. changes... A memory shape alloy key. Yeah. And it changes shape depending on what temperature is. Mm. This was really quite so, intuitive. Yeah. I think that's the whole point. Was that the whole point of the fight for Vulcan? Because you have to get it cold. Uh, well, you have, like to, you have to go back there, yes. That's it, yeah. So, so, so you go so back there after he's died. So basically, yeah, is this, this Metal Gear has got this... If you don't know the codes, there's one procedure you can do to to stop it or activate it. So, yeah, stop it from activating. So it's got like three terminals in the control room, and it uses this one key card. So for one of them, the card has to be hot, and the one that's the card has to be cold. The other, it's room temperature. Yeah. So when you first get there, you just whack it in because it's room temperature. Yeah, it's alright. And then you have, so to, you have to go back to where you fought Vulcan Raven to get the card cold. So you've got to wait. You've got to stand around in there for about a minute, and then opening yeah, the. It, opening, it takes a while for it. Yeah, <laughs> opening the um, the menus to see the color of the card change or not. So you're just waiting for it to template. <laughs> yeah. Then you've got to run back and be quick about it before it changes back to room temperature. And then you've got yeah, to run, away, run was, back and then get back to the blast brilliant. furnace. And then uh, so you leg it back with the hot card. And you put it in, and you've not deactivated Metal Gear. You've only got to bloody activate it out, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Oh, you still had already activated. You've been played. <laughs> You've been played, son. Because it turns out they couldn't get the codes, so you ended up accident. So you've been played all along. All liquid. Mm. Oh, we've not even mentioned Master Miller, have we? Oh yeah. So this guy, so he's an old mate of Snake, who's been helping you on the codec. He's an old what? master or something. Like that, yeah, I think I think Snake used to like in, used to. I don't know. In a previous mission, I think the, he was with him as well. Yeah, it was something like that, and like the he's meant to be from Alaska or something, Miller. Yes, oh, I think that was the whole thing. But is he Master Miller or is he someone else? Yes, he's only Liquid Snake. Da, da, da. <laughs> it's like twist after twist, this game. Yeah, but then you find out who um, the ninja is as well, don't you? Yes, because Liquid activates uh, Rex. Um, do you st- so the guy's name's Frankie Ager. 
Do you? Uh, I think you start. Do you start fine Rex first, and then um, Frank comes in and helps, or is it? Because at some point, I think he helps be able to destroy the shield yeah. dome. Yeah, isn't it? He just come into it. I think you find out who he is first because she's yeah. talked to Naomi about it, and basically, basically, it turns out that Naomi, it, they're brothers. Another twist. Well, sort of. They're not by adopted brother and sister. Sort of. Yeah. Uh, it turns out basically Naomi wants revenge on Snake because he ended up killing him back in the Outer Heaven. Was it Outer Heaven? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, so uh a little history. Um I think Frank Frank there's a Frank Frank Yeager, Yeager. Yeager. Yeah. Uh, was helping Soul Snake in in the mission in the main mission for our ha- uh, our Haven, which was Metal Gear Two on Nintendo and uh, PSX, I think. Um, yeah. But it turns out in there, Frank turns on you and was actually working for um, Big Boss in that game. Hmm. And you end up finding Frank, who's I think he's the one. Is he pilot the Mel Gear? I can't. I don't think he does, does he? I can't remember. He pilots something, and you end up killing him, basically. So Naomi wants revenge, basically, because you've killed Frank. So you end up, yeah, you start having this Mel Gear Rex battle. So you've got to shoot this with the Ray Dome. That's what yeah, you need to take out his Ray, uh, Ray Dome, so he can't track you, basically, with his yeah. weapon system. Yeah, and then Fox shows up and he starts helping you out. Yeah, he he like stops you from getting stomped, and then he starts doing his ninja stuff. And I have to say, because he well he dies in this, and I have to say the manner of his death in this game is one of the most brutal I think I've ever seen in any game whatsoever. It's, it's brutal and it's pretty tragic because it's like he eventually gets up on like um like well, a metal platform. Well, well no, this is what so he he gets his arm cut off with a laser first. Yeah, as he's doing a ninja flip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, as, as you mentioned, so he jumps onto this wall thing, didn't he? Yeah, and then he gets, well, he gets yeah, he, he just gets pulverized impaled. into the yeah, wall. Yeah, he just gets yeah, impaled. By Rex's, um, I suppose, beak. <laughs> Don't know what else to call it. Nose. And then, as he's doing that, he's like, he manages to shoot the radar on though, doesn't he? And yeah, he, he starts firing with his futuristic P. But then he just 20. like, so he takes the, it's unimpaled, un- for lack of a better term, and he falls on the floor, and then he just he just stomps on him, just splatters him. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, it's just what poor guy. Yeah, <laughs> some death. I I, I kind of ho- I hope at this point, if they ever remake this game, please don't make this graphic, because <laughs> this would be one of the most brutal kills I've ever seen in video games. I want to see. And then you learn, you learn here that basically, um, solid. This is where solid and liquid came from. So they were clones. Yeah, up. you you start learning about um, uh, was it the the, the Leon Fiontelible project? Yeah. So basically, it was it is a plan to try and make the, the perfect super soldier. Mm. And uh, liquid's a bit uppity about it because he says that solid snake got all the progressive genes, genes. Yeah, yeah all the good genes and he got all the negative ones and this is from um uh the big boss character like his dna was yeah. used for this project yeah um i think didn't they make some like i think it was 13 
babies in tow and only like two survived. Yeah, they they I think they intentionally killed the other two. Uh, the other two, the other. Yeah, they intentionally killed the other eleven. Yeah, and only but, two survived, which was solid and liquid. Yeah, but all the um, all the soldiers have got some gene thing, haven't they? Because they call it the yeah, genome. they've so, got some like uh, genome. Yeah, the super solid genome. They've got some some something in them that essentially eliminates the emotion side of it. So like yeah. when they feel pain, they don't actually feel it, or they don't get like the fear or stuff. They just continue to like hooked up on adrenaline, basically. Yeah. After Frank dies, you continue the Rex fight. Um, Liquid, like his cockpit comes comes out, so yes. like he's now vulnerable, so you can shoot him and stuff. Once you've done that enough times, I think he basically crashes into like the side of the hangar of, of mm-hmm. Metal Gear, but that. I think it also starts causing like a an explosion or something, and yeah. that sort of somehow knocks out Solid as well somewhere. Yeah, he just flies him against a wall. Yeah, I say an explosion is he flies against the wall, um, and then he wakes up on top of the crashed Rex, shirtless for some reason. Don't know. <laughs> yeah, and suddenly shirtless. <laughs> Liquid's a bit kinky. Um, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, you start on a, a. Come on, bro, show us them pecs. Yeah, so, Mer- so, so Meryl's there, like Meryl's there, up. yeah, and then there's a. There's like there's a, a times there's a bomb, bomb there as well. This this bomb five minutes I think something like that. Or three, three minutes. minutes. This bomb three really minutes. irritated me because it's like oh you've got three minutes for this fist fight and yet thirty seconds of that is lost in a cutscene. Yeah, <laughs> that you really lose annoys. Seconds unless you can somehow like just skip it. I don't think you can, can you? No, it'll just go instantly back to two and a half. But it's just like <laughs> that really irritated me. It's like yeah, it's like you, you have three minutes and I'm going to talk through thirty seconds of it. <laughs> like wait what? So you're battering each other on top of this thing. Yeah. Uh, well, the whole point know. is to basically knock each other off Rex because it's so yeah. tall. It's very easy just to run off it. <laughs> it was never explained. How did Liquid manage to drag two lifeless bodies on top of a Rex that tall? Super soldier. Clearly. Recessive genes, though. He should be a weak Yeah. <laughs> he, can't, he can't do the super jumps that he can in later series. Yeah. <laughs> like, so you win that battle, and then, nope. depending on how the torture went earlier, then you know you, this is where you learn Meryl's fate. Yeah. So if you were if you if you successfully did the torture without submitting, then she's alive and well. If not, she's dead. She dies. Yeah. Oh. Uh, either way, so then you escape via a a very very long tunnel. If Meryl survives, you go with her. She if drives. It's not it, yeah. it's optical. Yeah. So they'll drive. You're on the mini. Uh, you're on the machine gun at the back of it. That's it. And you start firing it over. I think it's other jeeps that chase up to you, but then eventually yeah, there's it's guards standing around, and then there's other jeeps chasing you. Yeah. And then you just can't keep a good man down, can you? No. Nope. And then Liquid Snake comes back. Mister Liquid comes back. It is screaming. <laughs> so you start battering him with guns as well, and then uh, you crash at the end of the tunnel. This yep. massive tunnel, and then. You're pinned under your car, aren't you? You're pinned under your Jeep. Mm. You're Liquid's metal. standing over you. Yeah. Liquid's like What's slowly... What's going on in his monologue villain yeah. speech? Yeah. <laughs> slowly comes out of his vehicle with his assault rifle. Just about to pop you. And then, well, he mysteriously... Has a heart attack. Yeah. And claps on the ground. Fox. How convenient again. Die. Yeah. It turns out Fox Yeah, that's how he... That's yes. pretty much his last so, word as he falls backwards. Yeah. So basically, Fox dies a virus that only 
affects certain individuals that it's been programmed to. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. It kills, you know, well, kills Liquid. And then you find out from Naomi that this fox die um, was secretly inserted into Snake before he went on his mission. Yeah. And it will, they say oh, that it will eventually kill him as well. I think well, he's like, oh, how much time do I have left? Like she's be like very vague about it. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's, it's when you want to go snake. It's like that's not an answer. Yeah, when you're ready to go, is when they'll kill you. Uh, and then you just escape on a snowmobile, don't you? You you, you have a wander. Yep, that's it. Escape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is also when you you get you get a gift at the end. Mm, depending, depending on, on who's been yeah. with you at this point. Yeah. So if you're if you're with Meryl, if she survived, well, you survived the torture. Uh, she finds a bandana on the snowmobile, and if you have another, specialist like yours, yeah. And then if you play through the game again, you have, you'll have this bandana, and it gives you infinite armor. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But so you can play through. Yeah. The more interesting, the, what you really should do is submit to the well, the better one. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the better one. Let Meryl die. Let, uh, let her die, and then you get Otacon, and he'll give you the stealth camouflage. At last. I mean, I could have done it with it much earlier. So it's gone, but <clears throat> I'll take it now. So if you play through the game again, you can have the stealth camouflage. And that was so much fun. So you can basically walk through most of the game. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, the, the only thing I think the only thing that it didn't affect is boss battles. You had to do the boss battles. Mm. Yeah, but it'd be every, a bit ridiculous. Yeah, but every soldier is like, you could just easily just like go and mess about with them. So much around slapping and be like, just walk on like a puddle of water and then just run off yeah. somewhere. Yeah, it's like, yeah, they just run in circles. Yeah, <laughs> just bump in. I, I think if they bump into you, they you yes. do alert. Yeah, yeah I think you, if, you can if you bump into off at that point. Yeah, it, yeah, you get revealed if you bump yeah. into. So you have to then actually properly tie like normal until the alert goes. Yeah. And if it fully goes, or if it goes into um, invasion, caution or something. Yeah, caution, and then you can put the stealth back on. I really liked the um, infinite ammo. Really, um, I thought that was kind of fun. Just, Just no stealth firing Nikita's <laughs> all over. Did you ever find the camera? Uh, I did. Where was it? Because there's a really good thing in in the game with the camera. I don't know if you ever saw it. So once you get the camera, you can like take pictures, obviously. But you wouldn't be able to see them. You wouldn't be able to view them in game. You'd like you'd only see them from like the main menu. But if, yeah. there's, if there's certain places where you take a photograph, ghosts would be in the photograph, and it would be the de- it would be the developers. Be developers it? Yeah. yeah, there's something like twenty four. I, I don't. I don't remember like not knowing about this, and then they just opened one up on the like, menu. It just scared the living crap out of me. Some of them were really spooky. I think the thing the one was. Where was Kajim? It's like it was a. I think it was a woman like that, but her head was a cat. <laughs> like a cat's face. <laughs> that really, really weird. Anyway, in conclusion, I have to say, I just, what a artistic and technical achievement I thought this game was. I just thought it was astonishing on every level. I, I loved how, like, all the all the villains had some sort of, like, symbolism and had yeah. something, like, sympathetic to them as well. They weren't just, like, typical kind it's of like, villains. I'm like, evil. Yeah, like... Uh, Vulcan Raven was an interesting one because, like, towards the end when you beat him, he just like I don't know if it's like uh, if it's meant to be like a real flock of ravens. I think they were, weren't they? They just start coming in, and just start pecking him, and just start 
yeah. eating him to death while he's on this like monologue about his life and stuff. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> mate, you're, you're getting killed. My going... sentence. Yeah. But, but it was all about like how his spirit would carry on for Ravens. And that yeah. actually, he he does make a, a, some sort of like a, a spiritual a reappearance in like the next game. Sort of. So does every character just have like an animal in the name? Well, they were. I mean, other than... Psycho Wolf, Psycho Mantis, Vulcan Raven. Over Ocelot. Snaker. 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 <laughs> snakes. Snake. Snake. Both snakes. Yeah, we've got Ocelot. Decoy uh, Octopus. Yeah, Decoy Octopus. The only one Psycho I suppose Mantis. is... I don't think he was... Carl Emmerich. Oricon uh, is based on some sort of like anime, isn't it? Yeah, he said that, and I switched off for that. that, that yeah, yeah, that's the time I was like, "What's uh, no?" Well, I'm, I'm talking mainly about the like the, the villains, really. That a uh, grey fox. What was the name of the grey cyber fox? Yeah. The cyber ninja grey fox. Yeah, I think uh, I think everyone everyone had some sort of animal. It just changed completely my belief of what games could be. Oh yeah. I think this was the, the the first real instance that like games could be something more outside of its medium, and for something that ambitious on a PS One, mm. was just ridiculous. I just I just I don't even know how they, how they managed it. But two discs. That's how they did it. <laughs> yep, two discs. Yeah, that's how yeah, they managed that, it. That's well, yeah. I guess that's it. Uh, but one thing I've got I've got to mention though, just just to finish from my point of view, is um. The cardboard box. Oh, the, I didn't the get a cardboard box. Race. <laughs> uh, was... Piece of equipment in, in gaming. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, you would never think to look under a, a cardboard box, would you? But there was a cool thing where um, there were certain trucks around the game that if you if you put the cardboard box on and hid in the truck, it would take you mm. back to a certain place. Yeah, yeah. That was really cool. The, um, so it was the I suppose the the helipad. That was one location. Yeah. The nuclear... Um, the wide facility. Weapons facility. That was another location. I think there was a third location, but that one's kind of going by me, I think. Was it the snowfield? I can't remember. I might be wrong. But could, could be some like that. That was nice. That was good. Like an earlier form of uh, fast travel. Fast travel, yeah. But no, yeah. It's, it's really good, because like... I think the very first truck that you go in, that's where you find the, the Sokum. Yeah, it is, yeah. But yeah, I've got that just all the time in the world for Metal Gear Solid. I just think it's an incredible game. I just think it, it feels really strange that for a game that's so well-loved, that if it was to come out on its original console that it was developed for, um, you might not have played it. Do we know oh, what console? The, the Panasonic the 3DO it was going to come out on. Wow. Originally. But then um, they decided to go with the um, PlayStation because the 3DO flopped. And the rest is history, as they say. That's it. There we are. Did you guys uh, ever play, like, well, probably not, it's probably not named for you, Nathan, but um, did you ever play the, the VR missions? Yeah. I really liked the music on that. They well. were really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, they were fun. Absolutely. And that's basically that. I just repeat it over and over again. Yeah, sorry. It was, it, was, it was nice. But there's um there's a game recently called Volume, which was basically like the sneaky missions from that. Oh yeah. Does it have the same music? 
<laughs> no, unfortunately not. But it's it's the same sort of thing. It's like sort of like a VR stealth volume. hiding thing. Yeah. Cool volume. It's good. It's good. If you like, if you like that. All right. Well, there you have it. Metal Gear Solid takes its rightful place into the video game Hall of Fame. <laughs> so, if you enjoyed listening to us, please consider tuning in next time. We release bi-weekly on Tuesdays. You can visit our website at jokingdolphin.com where we post blogs and the Hall of Fame. Also, feel free to follow us on all social media platforms to continue the conversation. You can find Joking Dolphin on Facebook as well as on Instagram and Twitter at Joking Dolphin. And we're also on YouTube where we post this podcast. Until next time, thanks for listening. Snow! <laughs> Goodbye. See you guys.